0: There are times I sit in the middle of a circle and, and the, the whole prayer team is praying for me. They're speaking against, you know, all these things that could possibly happen. And then mm-hmm. I go to court the next day and the worst thing that could happen, happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you explain that? But then later on, like, everything works out. Yeah. And it's just good. Like yeah.
2: you, 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 know, you know what it is, man? It's... All right, bro, We're here. We are here, man. Hey, man. So we're here with Rocky uh, Saba Ingaia, um from the Village. You can tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, Rocky Savaynaya. You know, um, grew up in IL. In, played at University. I played at IL. Went to University of Hawaii. Uh, currently, you know, a longshoreman, a crane operator at Hawaii Developers Inc. I have a brand called The Village. I have a print shop called um, The Village Print Shop. And uh, yeah, just enjoy, just being dad and and working, and you know, just giving back to the community right now.
2: Yeah, so we're going to talk about a lot of all, a lot of the stuff you're doing because even I was thinking about it. We've been trying to schedule this or sit down and talk about it for a long time, but yeah. bro, I'm busy, but you are busy, busy, <laughs> bro. Like you are traveling, yeah. coaching, yeah. community service, mm-hmm. businesses, yeah. on businesses, on businesses. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what has that been like, man, juggling all of those things? You know, I think I've always
0: been one to go after an opportunity, you know, and, um, you know, my, I don't think a lot of people know my life story the last five years, but where I'm at right now, I just feel like there's a lot of good opportunity that God's placed in in my path, and for me, I feel like, you know, I'm a I'm a ghost, you know, I'm going to go after it if it's there, and, you know, like I said, there's opportunities to present itself, and I just feel like it, it would be a waste for me if I didn't take advantage of it or if I didn't go after it, you know?
2: Yeah. So what about, um, what was it like for you growing up? You went to IL, but you didn't, did you grow up in IL or you went?
0: No, so, um, you know, I went to Waimalu Elementary, you know, I was born, you know, I was born. So I went to Waimalu Elementary, um, but I moved out of IL when I was about going to my seventh grade year. So my parents moved to Elba Beach, but I, you know, for me, I just wanted to be with all my friends, right? So I, you know, I begged my parents, I was, they wanted to send me to a private school, I begged my parents to just, you know, leave me in IL, let me be with my friends. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I did because I got to carve my own path, you know what I mean? Um, went into IA high school and, you know, was able to, where I fell in love with football. You know, back then we didn't have big boys, you know. No. Nowadays, you, you have so many different leagues. Back then, there was just Pop Warner and you just, you had to make weight limits. So I could never make weight limit as a young kid, you know, as I was on the bigger side. But, you know, when I came to be ninth grade at IAEA high school, I got to, you know, finally this sport that i just fell in love with man and it created a lot of opportunities wait,
2: for wait so you never played till you got to high school
0: yeah i oh my first sport was soccer you know um i was going to the church you know the lds church and we had um the Velasco family that was you know teaching people how to swim and they were coaches for soccer and that was my first soccer team man you know so it was a sport that they didn't have to have me jump on a scale right (laughs) yeah i was just able to just go out there put some short shorts on you know put the jersey and 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 just run around have fun man but that was my my introduction to sports man was was soccer in
2: third grade bro speaking of short shorts they're in now (laughs)
0: bro back in the day you know it was the thing to have your your shorts down to your shins, you know. Whoever had the longer shorts or the longer t-shirt was the thing. Nowadays, man, everything's fitted and everything's the higher it is, the better it is. I guess. Bro, know?
2: remember, the, remember the Pro Clubs, bro, like with the extra length, bro.
0: Bro, I'm, that was the the most popular thing: a blank white or black t-shirt, Pro Club, Pro Five, some Dickies, man,
2: with the, some Dickies, yeah, bro. bro. You guys did that, Yeah, <laughs>
0: We did, man. We did. I you thought know? it was
2: a Waipalu thing.
0: No, nah, I think, you know, that's just a high school thing. <laughs> yeah, that was man. a high
2: school thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, bro, the shorts are getting shorter. No judgment to anybody else. But so you grew up in, you. so you ended up playing at IA yep. and um, started football late when you picked up, when you started soccer, Or How you was at soccer? You was pretty good.
0: No, nah, I think, um, you know, for me, I think that's why I'm, I'm a true believer in playing multiple sports. You know, even for my kids, like I try and push them to play multiple sports because I think the more. My belief is the more sports you play, the better athlete you become, you know? Mm. Um, So, you know, soccer was a great introduction for me, um, you know, running. I mean, around kids that were half my size, I had to keep up, you know? It was never like, hey, Rocky, you go run to that tree while everybody else is running around the field. You know what I mean? Like it was just whatever they did, I had to do. And, you know, it forced me to just keep up. And, um, you know, I felt like that was a great sports. uh, It was a great introduction to sports, but also it was a great foundation for me because Mm. soccer led me into basketball. Before I even touched the football, you know, before I even got into the football field.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's sick, man. I remember, um, what do you call it? I, I remember not knowing any football players that played soccer until Kaluka Maiava. I saw him, he was all state in soccer and football. I was Beast. tripping all that. Like, Kaluka plays soccer? Yeah, By then it was too late for me, Rocky. I never had the speed or the technique.
0: I, I'll share a funny story. So not too much people know this, but I already committed to the University of Hawaii going uh, my senior year, right? So I already committed to them. And, you know, like I said, basketball is like my second love, but I didn't go out for basketball my senior year. I ended up playing soccer. I went out for the soccer team. Um, I just had, you know, some friends that kind of just was in my ear about, hey, Rock, you just got to go. You got to come out for soccer. It's your last year. And I had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like I already was committed to University of Hawaii and I've always been one, you know, I've always been one to want to stand out and go against the grain, do something that's totally different, right? And sure enough, man, I, I'll I'll share this too. We I went to Waianae to play soccer, and that I never played soccer at that type of level, right? Because we're in high school. Mm-hmm. The last time I played was like AYSO and HISA when I was younger, right in elemen, elementary. But talk about physicality in soccer. When we played Waianae, these guys, I hats off to them. Like they were <laughs> a physical team. They were, you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, it's just soccer. Like we played football. We played against Waianae's football team. Playing against soccer, I'm like, man, these guys is pretty beast, you know what I mean? So bruh. I'll never forget about that, man.
2: That's nuts. So, bro, okay, I want to I wanna ask this about playing Frye Air, because I remember, I, I'm younger than you, yeah. but you played Frye Air. I remember you guys gave Kahuku some rub, man. 2006, I think it yes, was. We, well, CJ Talsanga was playing. Was that, was that around yeah, the time? So Did the you play C- with him? Yeah,
0: so CJ was my classmate. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny, though, because, you know, my son goes to Koku now, right? So, you know, I always got to try and find every edge that I can represent with I in, in the mix, you know? <laughs> but, you know, my senior year, I mean, Koku was stacked, you know, especially with Folka. I mean, they had a a, a talented team. Koku always has a talented team. Um, I mean, that's just—they're just rooted in the community. But we took so much pride in trying to stop the run, but, man, we got smoked in the air, man. You Did know, you like, guys? Yeah, like they— we we played I think our first four or five series within the red zone did pretty well, but man, like Koku, they're a machine, man. Bro, I remember that though. Yeah, I was a little kid. I was watching
2: one. that thing on OC sixteen, and yeah. that's when you could do katushas. Remember? Yeah, you can't man. Do that no Larry more. Price
0: had the katush. The katush team, team was, yeah.
2: was there, and then I remember CJ Tausanga running uh, for his life. Uh, yeah. this, this a, but it was, but he he was hustling
0: that game. Oh yeah, CJ CJ was a man. He was an athlete, man. He was definitely man. an athlete. Great in baseball too.
2: Yeah. You know, man. Yeah, so that was cool. So you, you you go there. What was that transition like for you um, going from high school to college, athletics?
0: It was a huge wake-up call in a sense where, you know, in, in high school, I think high school you have the ability to be, you know, when you're a little bit bigger, you know, like, um, you know, you kind of just let your playing ability just speak for itself, you know, or let, let it do its thing, right? But when you go to college, like, everybody's big, everybody's strong, everybody's fast. I mean, people that are big are fast, right? Then you match that up with work ethic, right? Where there's a scheduled program where you're in a, a weight training program where people are eating, right? Taking supplements, you know, protein and all this stuff to to really be at the at the best of the, their you know athletic ability, right? To just put their bodies in the best shape possible. You know, and having that regimen of it pretty much being seven days a week because people don't know that, you know, we... We had practice Monday through Friday. You know, we play games on Saturdays and during the season on Sundays at that time, my first year, we would come back on Sundays to, you know, get treatment, watch film, get a, you know, a weight room train, uh weight room session in. And that's seven days a week. And I just remember, man, like it was, it was tough. Like it really tested, it really tested for me if, if I really loved football, because if you didn't love it, if you didn't really, if you weren't passionate about it, I don't think I would have stuck with it.
2: Mm. Wow. Was that big of a difference for you?
0: Oh yeah. Because like I said, like you're doing something and, and at the same time too, you're going against people who, you know, who have been in the program, right. Mm-hmm. Who obviously are just, you know, way more advanced than you are. It's humbling, you mm-hmm. know, and you you go from, you know, your senior year where you're making plays, everybody's talking about you. Everybody's like, you know, patting you on the bat. Right. And then you go to, you put, you go into a situation where it's not the same, you know, you're just another guy. You know, you're a young guy having to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not making as much plays, um, so it's so a totally if like a hundred eighty you know degree turnaround, yeah. and it really tests you know your passion for the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Man, that's interesting that you say that because you weren't just at uh at a time when, like you were at uh what I remember. Just as a, a person watching was like the height of what UH oh, yeah. was. You guys had studs everywhere, for sure. And it was it probably was a battle to get on that field. Man. Oh
0: no, for sure. I mean, every everywhere you look. See, and that's the thing. Like, I just wish a lot of the youth now, a lot of just you know the people that are in high school now, got to experience what it was like when I grew up. Man, when I grew up watching UH football you couldn't park around the stadium because everywhere you looked was, it was filled with people parking the cars. Right. I remember my dad have to park his four by four truck down a ditch just so that we could have parking. Right. Everywhere you, you look, it was just packed. And just, I remember like, I got to experience what a full stadium was like when the stadium was rocking, when, you know, like those, those walkways were shaking, where confetti was flying to describe that atmosphere. Like no matter what I say, wouldn't justify that, the adrenaline rush, that, that feeling of being there. Like you had to be there on a Saturday night to watch UH football, yeah. you know? And, and I wish that I, you know, my kids got to see that or just like, you know, the youth now, because it's, you know, UH is doing a great job in battling, you know, to come back and, and create that again and build the team. But, you know, f- like I said, when I was a little kid, those are the experiences that I had, you know?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, around the time, I remember one of my earliest memories at UH was, everybody being excited about that christmas and i was a little kid like i was fifth grade i think yep. sixth grade when uh was gonna go play byu on christmas or something oh like that. yeah man and bro people like the kids were high like the kids were talking about uh and what they were doing and so yeah that was kind of the you guys were at and you guys that was at the beginning of them on the upswing mm-hmm. and you guys were kind of at like that peak yeah. when you played
0: yeah so yeah man like it's I miss those days, you know, I just miss that that feeling, you know, just like the memories for me, like going with, to the game with my dad, my mom, my family, it's just, it's priceless, man. Like I really couldn't explain how good of those memories, you know, how good those memories were, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man. And so you, you grew up playing sports, you grew up um, playing football, you ended up playing football, yeah. transitioned to UH. Do you remember the first time I met you?
0: I believe it was during the spring. I d I don't remember the very first, but I remember you would come out and work out with us. I would come
2: work out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was legal, but I was <laughs> exercising in the gym. I was still in high school and we're stuff. We're past
0: that, we're past yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can now yeah,
2: yeah, like I don't know if that was what I was supposed to do, but uh and what ended up happening is um I didn't have like a weight room or anything like mm-hmm. that. Nothing nothing great. So I actually just walked in the weight room one day and just asked to train. That's how I ended up there. But the first time I met you was actually well, one I, I did see your game one time. I yeah, uh, you was dominating. But I met you at a I was um I ended up just because I was hanging around. I ended up going with somebody, some of the athletes to a camp to one of those uh, speed and quickness things that you guys oh, were yeah, putting yeah. out at Farrington. Yes.
0: Shout out to Hoy Speed and Quickness. Hoy Speed man. and
2: Quickness is what yeah. it was, and I saw you and, Miano, and I think you, Coach, Mel Delora. Uh, yeah. yeah, Coach Miano, Mel Delora. Yeah, yeah, you guys were running that and. Yeah. Right, you were involved running all these Farrington kids and like yeah. probably just giving everything you got right there. And I thought, ah, oh, that's just what what you do because you're a, you're an athlete, so yeah. you go and you, that's what you do. But I met you there, saw you saw you giving back, and the crazy part about that is you never kind of stopped, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like you like day, the older I got, but you still like training yeah. people, coaching. Like yeah. you were doing that already in, in in college, and not everybody was taking the time to do that. No, yeah. So, what sure. was it? What was it for you that that made you want to do that? Because I remember people being like, "I gotta, I gotta go." Yeah.
0: I now you know what? I think I think that's why. Like for me to this day, people ask me to do a clinic, a camp, a football camp, whatever it is. I'm down to do it because I always share that I had really good coaches. Like from the time that I played soccer, right, um, where there's coaches picking me up for practice because my parents worked a lot, right, taking me to practice, uh, spending extra time, believing in me, right, encouraging me. I had really good coaches. I mean, I had, even when I got to high school, I mean, I remember being in the intermediate. We used to play this, this um, basketball tournament at Halaba Park and our the football coaches at the time would come out and, you know, they would take us under their wing. Like, and for me, like- The high school football coaches? The high school football coaches, oh, you know, wow. just tell us like, hey, make sure you guys, you know, you're getting ready, you know, for footballs coming up for you guys and, and whatnot. And, you know, I have so many good coaches that I could shout out. I mean, I, I don't want to do it because I'll, I'll probably miss some. No. But those are the instances that always stuck with me. You know what I mean? Those are the those situations or the, the the things that really impacted me and that, that never left me. And I always told myself, like, man, when I can get to, like, I already knew the magnitude of how much it impacted me. So, like, when it was my turn to give back or it was my turn to be in that position, I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And when I came to UH, um, you know, it presented itself. You know, um, Coach Miano and Coach Mel Delora allowed me to, you know, to come and help out with hoy speed and quickness and, and and a little bit backstory of it was when I was in high school, my from my, I believe my junior sophomore, my sophomore, my sophomore year in high school, I was already going to their clinics. So on Saturday, Sunday, my dad or my mom would take me and I would do their clinics every Saturday, Sunday when they had it. So I kind of grew up in the program. Mm. So then when it was my turn where I was at UH and I was able to give back, you know, it was an opportunity, right? No. And it just took off. Like I just enjoyed I don't know I just I enjoy coaching like it's such a passion for me where I can work amongst the youth and just give back like it's so gratifying fulfilling for me like I just never stopped
2: you know? yeah yeah that's the crazy part man I, I always see it now I see your videos online and you um, helping out the kids and the youth and man I'll, I'm sure um, I, I know for a fact that your schedule's packed yeah. and you've been have like you talked about it earlier like being a college athlete um your schedule is is ridiculously packed and so to take the time man that's 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 nuts yeah you could have been chilling
0: no I could have been chilling like you know there's there's times where we're running Saturday clinics you know and we're having to you know be there a couple you know hour two hours early and we have to clean up after and that was in every weekend type thing you know what I mean so like of course there's times where I wish I was doing other things but you know I look back at it man like we're, there's such a small window for all of us mm-hmm. you know. We're, there's such a small window where we can give back Where we're relevant You know what I mean? Where people want us to take the time To give back, to teach them, or to just Spend time with them So for me it's like, hey, as long as people Want me to give back or want me to be A part of the equation, hey, I'm there mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I truly believe that There's knowledge that was given to us That it's, it's our duty To give it back to, you know, the next Generation coming up, hoping that They'll understand their responsibility in giving back to the next generation coming up. You mm-hmm. know what I
2: mean? Yeah. What was that? Um, I, I always talked to a lot of former athletes. Like I had, I had a few on um, and I, I talked to them and I, I always ask this question because I didn't play at a, a high level at all. Like I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. But um, one thing I do know that everybody shares in common is, is when you do athletics, man, like you give your all, this is something that you give your all to even kids in high school. They're giving, if they're doing it right, They're giving everything they got to, to it. They're taking the time, the energy, like maybe some people are blessed, but not everybody's like just blessed with talent out of this world where they don't need to work out or they don't need a a regimen or to train. And so one of the things I noticed just with athletes in general is that, man, you work so hard, you give so much. And and it's always this idea that the, man, the game just ends way quicker than you thought it would or way quicker than you wanted it to. What was that? What was that like when, when you stopped playing? Like, what was that? Was that um, tough for you or?
0: It was tough. I think definitely because I, I think my, my years at UH, like in high school, I, I didn't get hurt. Like I was Iron Man. Like I, you know, like I don't think I had a serious injury in high school.
1: Mm.
0: I come to UH, I fracture my leg, tear my tricep. I miss my junior year. You know what I mean? My senior year wasn't as good as I, I was hoping it. I know I wished or hoped it to be because people don't understand. Even when you go through a major injury, just because you're healed physically doesn't mean that you're healed mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of ifs or questions that you have for yourself. Like, man, will it, you know, if, you know, tear my tricep, right? Will it pop again, doing the same motion? Will it, you know, am I strong enough? You know, like it just, I, you know, first, everybody's different, right? But for me, those are some of the questions or
2: things that I battled coming back from injury. You know, so. And and when you're coming back, right? You gotta, you gotta learn that the season's not stopping. Oh yeah. Well, you figure that out.
0: My dad always said that from when I was a little kid. I mean, just in life in general, like time stops for nobody. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you're right. You come back from an injury, like you got to play catch up, right? There's other people who are training, you know, everybody. And you know, as much as we're friends, it's a doggy, doggy world mm-hmm. because everybody wants to start. Everybody wants to be on the field. Everybody wants to have their name called, right? Um, so yeah, like it was, it was just tough. It's a transition where you think about it. It's not just in college, but from the time you start playing sports, you pretty much play sports competitively all the way until you get to either high school or college. Some make it to the NFL, right? Yeah. I was able to... You know, have a tryout, you know, and, and and make a run some with some tryouts, but after that, it's done. Like mm-hmm. you're, you'll never have that competitive, um, you know, atmosphere or environment again. So it, it's shocking. I don't think it, it hits you initially, right? Because there's sometimes where you're going through training camp, right? You're going through two hour, three hour practice. You can't wait till practice is done. Yeah. You know, you're in training camp and you're just waiting for training camp to just be done because. You know, at the time of UH, we're sleeping in the dorm I mean, we're sleeping in dance studios on cots, you know? A lot of pros, a lot of cons, but you're just waiting to get back or you're just waiting for the next, you know, thing to happen, right? But then once football or once you're done with sports, you miss it all. Yeah. Like, till this day, like, I'll meet up with our, you know, a bunch of, you know, our former teammates or friends, and we just reminisce, like, of the times that, you know, we shared where there's on the field, in the locker room, just those moments because... Those are just distant memories, you know what I mean, but it's memories that last forever, right? Yeah. And you just miss them because you know that you'll never have that opportunity again, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so I see you training like um your kids and you're you're really involved in in their sports and you're involved in a lot of kids sports, but yeah. you're involved in your kids sports, man. Is that something like you kind of instill in them or um is there is there anything is there anything that you kind of coach them up or teach them that you did that you wish you knew before oh, yeah. you went into it?
0: My goal is from my goal is that my kids will be a hundred times better than I ever, I was, and I want them to have the foundation. Sports is truly a life teaching, um, you know, it teaches life skills. And for me, I think the the biggest thing that I want for them is to have the foundation of understanding that everything involves work. You, everybody has the same amount of time. Everybody has a lot of excuses, but you know you have to put in the work you know and i want them to understand because even if it's not with sports when you get to the work you know the work world when you get to other things in life you may not be as talented as other people you may not be as knowledgeable so then you'll have to take into consideration like okay well i gotta spend more time right that's more work Mm -hmm. i gotta invest in other things to get me to where other people are at or to be better right but, you know, my goal is for them to just understand. Because there's so many things that we, we learn, too, after, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I look at the technique that we learned when I was growing up in high school, right, compared to what I learned in college. Now you get, like, we coach, you know, 12U, you know, tackle football. I'm teaching the same things that I learned when I was a senior in college. So these kids are, they have to be better than I was. And yeah. that's the goal, right? The goal is not for... Any of us guys that, you know, played at the collegiate or the NFL level or the professional level to come back and just teach the kids just a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, or some stuff. we No, our goal is to teach you everything we possibly know so that you can be the best athlete you guys can be, you Mm -hmm. know. So whether it's I'm coaching other kids or my own kids, my goal is for them to be the best, you know, that they can possibly be and be the most equipped as well, right? Mm -hmm. How many kids do you have? Three. So my oldest one, Zayden, is a junior at Kuku High School. My middle one, Ryden, is seventh grade, and my daughter is sixth grade at Koukou Elementary. Yeah. Yeah, so Dude, we're pretty awesome. busy, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're busy, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Kahuku, different environment than Aie, huh?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, my family, you know, my dad, um, you know, they lived out there in Laie, so, you know, our roots, you know, are from, you know, the countryside.
2: Oh, they are from that side. Yeah, so... Not Ever Beach. No. But, Beach. but we love Ever Beach, so 76 South, baby.
0: 76, you know. Yeah, we have some good memories. There, <laughs> you know, I was able to buy a house, you know, on yeah. Ever Beach. So, you know, special spent some time in Ever Beach. But yeah, man, you know, our my my family's roots are from the countryside. But I love it, man. Like, that co- that North Shore community just can't be beat. You know, like, the way they love on everybody, the way, you know, I mean, obviously, everyone knows them for sports, right? Yeah. But just the community in, in, in itself, like they take so much pride, you know, like just the spirit of that community just can't be, you can't find it anywhere else. You know, I love Aya to death. Like I, I would tell everybody, I'm Aya forever. Like, you know, but the community of, you know, that North Shore community just can't be explained, man. They're second yeah. to none, man. It,
2: it can't, bro. My dad had one guy. Um, my dad uh, was a contractor and so he had a guy working for him and this guy was like, Leaving work early one time during like I, I was just at the, at the shop or whatever And he's leaving work early to go to A Kahuku game so I was like yeah. oh wow you going, you going to the game tonight? He's like yeah I'm going Random game like they might be they're playing a random team Yeah And I was like oh you're leaving work early to go to the game I was like oh wow who who are you watching? Cause everybody know you just go watch yeah. you're, He was like oh Oh nobody? I'm like you just going you just going to the game? He's like yeah I was like did you play? Like he didn't play Yeah He was just going to. He's just. He went to Kuku, lived in Kuku, and he just watches and supports the team, right? Like, no, that's crazy. That's
0: that's how it is. And and even away games, crazy. Yeah, like we've. I've gone to a, a few away games. You know that Kuku has played in the mainland. They bring a bigger crowd than the home team. Wrong, and it's just because. People, people. I mean, there's so many people that go to these games in the in the mainland that they didn't even go to Coco High School. You <laughs> just, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. just so like Red Raider. They're just so like into the community. They're like, "Oh, Coco's gonna be. Or we'll be there." You know. What uh-huh. I mean? But one thing I wanted to share is, you know, we've gone, we've been a part of teams, whether it's in the you know the youth level mm-hmm. that we've gone to, you know, playing the mainland. Right. One thing that I love about this is. The community alumni, I mean, the alumni or the, you know, the school or just the community in general, no matter what state you're in, they will come out of the woodworks to take care of whatever team is in the mainland.
2: Wow, I'm, really? I mean,
0: whether it's soccer, pylon, you know, a pylon flag football team, yeah. the football team, whatever team it is, no matter where they're at in the mainland, this community... You know, this alumni committee will come out and they will feed the kids every day. And, you know, however long the their trip is, mm. they will feed them, whether it's breakfast, lunch and dinner, create snacks for them, you know, drop things off to the hotel. So the teams have things like it's such a great sight to see, man. And that's just straight up love. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just being poured into these kids, into these teams. Like, man, it's it's
2: great to see, man. Yeah. Oh, I probably, we got to step up. Man, I'll, I'll do a better <laughs> job of attending a game in my own community. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm like, why doesn't everybody act like that? Like, why doesn't everybody yeah. like that? I'm like, I have not I don't think I support my community. Yeah, I should. I should.
0: Yeah, we all should. Hey, man. we, we should. Yeah. More,
2: man. Oh, man. So that's cool. So you, you're doing that. You, you finished playing. And then uh, what was it like after? Like, what did you do after you finished?
0: I was just hustling, man. Like, you know, like I, I didn't have a career at that time, you know? So like. Coming back, um, you know, I was in, I was in Arizona, you know, trying, you know, after, after I think football was officially done, right? You were
2: in Arizona with uh, EK, Yeah,
0: with um, Chad EK. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I was, Brashton Satele was actually the first one to train, you know, going into our senior year. Mm-hmm. And um, when he came back, I was like, man, like just seeing his transformation and just hearing the stories of how brutal it was and like just how much he grew mentally I think I booked my my flight up like the next week or something oh, for like real? that. Yeah, so I ended what, up going there just before my senior year.
2: Were you there with like Libre them or were they before you?
0: Yeah, no, so we all did our, um, you know, our pro day training with Chad. Okay, okay. You know, and I was there, you know, like I said, we, we stayed there, you know, past pro days, you know, we had tryouts and whatnot. But, you know, Chad was just loved on every local boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you had an opportunity, you even had a chance, you, you know, him and his family welcomed you in, man. And, yeah. you know, we just took over his house, took over the gym, like wherever you could, you know, put your head down to sleep. That's your spot. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean, but I learned a lot, you know, um, I, I just think that you think you work hard until you go live with Chad. And that is just a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he pushes you in such a way that when you leave his place, like you just have a different understanding of what work ethic is. Mm-hmm. And he believes in you so much that like, like, you feel like you can't go anymore he's gonna push you and he'll make you understand like man like you have it in you you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's that's awesome yeah i remember i remember that time i remember a lot of the guys training the chad yeah. that was before he moved back to hawaii for a little bit yeah and that he was, was at kaiser kaiser you know, his home school yeah
0: and then i just i just think the opportunity was better you know for him as much yeah. as he wanted to just i know his heart his heart was like he wants to see every local athlete succeed um Especially for like the underdog, you know, because he was an underdog himself for so long, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? his whole life, right? Um, so he truly just believes in these kids, where he just wants them to succeed and just experience the next level. But I think like, the opportunity in the line was just a little bit greater, mm-hmm.
2: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Hawaii is a small market, but part of part of uh, like for me, one of the things for me being back here is, and I don't know if this like this for you, but I'm from Waipau, um, grew up here, um, and One of the one of the things that I always want to do for the community is I always wanted to try to succeed within the community. Like to make an impact and to to dream big. Cause cause initially you grow up and in your mind you think to yourself, okay, success is like get out of here. You know, that's what success looks like. And I'm like, man, why can't I be successful here? Like why can't I I live here? I know Hawaii is expensive. I know there's a lot of things working against you. But like for me, being back in Waipahu being around like the community that I grew up in and then going back to that community and pouring into them. Part of me wanted to um, you know, like make an impact here and and for sure. kids to dream big, dream bigger than we than, than we ever did, you know, exactly. than I ever did like dream bigger than, Oh, maybe I can, maybe I can get to this privacy. Like dream bigger than that. Like you can, you can make a big impact here, you know? Yeah. And like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that like that are successful, but I always wanted to be, I don't know how the best word to say it, but present, you know? Yeah. And and, and inspire and be with people at the same time. Now talk about
0: dreams, right? We grew up in a time where, you know, when you, you dream big, right? Everybody tells you, all your teachers, all these people around you tell you, dream big. But the reality is when you grow up and you tell people about your dreams or what you're dreaming, oh, you can't do that. What? Nobody's done that before, right? So everybody tells, everybody that's in the educational system tells you to dream big. The people that, we're around. Sometimes it's our own family. Sometimes it's our friend. They put their limits upon us, right? They speak, you know, into us that the things that we're dreaming of, the things that we want to do is, you know, it's not reachable. It's not attainable. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, touching upon the dream thing, I tell my, I told my oldest son all the time because right now he's in a situation where we're, we're fighting for scholarships, right? We're, we're, we're fighting to get to the next level. Yeah. And sometimes he'll talk to me and I'll ask him like, hey, where do you want, where, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? where do you want to be? And you know, he'll tell me some schools and some pretty big schools, right? And I was telling this, Hey, I believe in you. Your mom believes in you. your whole family believes in you. everybody around you truly that, that love you, believe in you. I'll never tell you that your, that school is too big or that dream is, is too big for you to reach. The only thing that I constantly remind him is that your work ethic better match up to what that dream is. Right. So all the things that acquire or, you know, is expected out of you, whether it's waking up extra, putting the extra days of Mm -hmm. training, right, to treating your body, where there's nutrition, even if you don't wanna do it, if that's your dream and that's what's required for you to attain that dream, you better match up with your dream. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing that I would say that is that is different from my mindset from when I was younger Mm -hmm. to what I'm trying to, you know, speak love or speak life into my kids is Mm -hmm. that Anything that's attainable, you just got to make sure that you match up to that
2: dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're not that you're not just a dreamer. Yeah, for sure. Like you don't want to be a dreamer, and yeah. you just you just say you just say big things and never put them to action. Yeah. You never you never do anything.
0: Or expect that it's just supposed to happen and just you know make its way and you know it's boom laying in front of you. Yeah. Because I don't, I really don't know anybody, you know, that's that has ever just a dream and it just happened. Yeah. You know, because not everybody talks about all these success stories. They people forget that it didn't you know these overnight sex stories took 5 years 10 years 15 years behind mm-hmm. closed doors right oh, yeah. that wasn't shown to the public you know so that's you know for me it's like i truly believe anything is attainable as long you work at it
2: yeah so how did the village get started cuz okay so we i i haven't seen i didn't see you for a long time yeah but I, i've seen you doing stuff and 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 everything and then i start seeing the village come up yeah that you're you're doing the village so how did this all happen like what is the village
0: so the village is, I won't say the exact thing because we're going to save that for another session, okay. right? yeah. But-
2: well, I mean, I'm talking about the idea, though. The idea. To so do I went, it, So yeah.
0: the idea of it came about five years ago. So about 2018, I went through like the hardest time of my life and like a breaking point like where I was like depressed, suicidal, like just the darkest and heaviest time of life. All my of that? Life. Yeah. Like oh. just- um, you know the darkest, heaviest time of my life, and I think I should just say it. So I went through a divorce in twenty eighteen. Uh, twenty eighteen was the start of my divorce. I've never said that on camera. I've never said that in public. I've only kept that between my close yeah. friends, my close
2: family. Hey, before you before you even go, because I didn't know we were gonna go. Like, but before you even share more, yeah. um, like respect for for sharing it. Yeah, like man, that that's huge. Like that's unreal. Yeah, I
0: think the timing of this kind of kind of is coming together because I just spoke to a youth group. One of my classmates, Joe Miller, invited me to ProSci to talk to his youth group. And, you know, it's it was hard. I was trying to, like, figure out how am I going to relate to kids that are in high school, right? No. And what is the angle I'm going to try and go about this to share with them just something about life? And I the thing that came to me was everybody shares... You know, when they're in a struggle, when they're in a storm, when they're going through something bad. But nobody shares about, like, what it's like after the fact, right? Where after you're not depressed, after you're suicidal, after, you know, you're where things are not heavy burden, right? Heavy laden or whatever. So that was my angle to them. But, like, talking about it now, the reason why I don't feel shame about t- being a male, being in the position that I'm in, right? The reason why I don't feel shame is because there's so many people that I have w- been able to kind of just help guide to help listen when they hear that I went through a divorce or I went through, you know, what I went through it allowed them even if they don't act publicly or amongst other people they'll message me, they'll text message, call me on the side, you know, whatever DM me whatever it is. And they'll they're going through the same situation, man. Yeah. And the thing about men is that I when I started my walk with God, so my I I feel I tell everybody, I feel like my walk with God started in my deepest of deepest like just hell moments i felt like man and that's that's
2: about 2018
0: 2018 yeah Yeah. so that's like the first time when everything kind of just went like just into a whirlwind and that was like the start of the process of my
2: divorce and then before before we continue along the lines like just going back so i can understand the you said that initially when when this is going down you feel so immediately one of the reactions that you have is like ashamed that oh, yeah. you're going through a struggle
0: Well I put it like this The reason why I feel shame Is that right At this time I, I am um, I have one of the best careers I feel like in the state You know I'm so grateful For my job Right So I have a great career I have Beautiful Healthy kids Right I was able to buy We were able to buy A house before 30 years old So we're hitting all these Life goals right For people Yeah um, At that time I think I was like The, the youngest crane operator You know Um, on the waterfront at that time so like everything is just truly like just lining up just a blessing right then boom like everybody's like i'm married right so everybody's looking at like rock as like looking at me as in like i have it all right Yeah. then this divorce thing comes upon and then it's like
2: was that sudden for you
0: yeah i mean that's a whole nother discussion of like you know I don't. Think, I wouldn't say like the details of why it came yeah, about, but yeah. more so like I. I believe in, um, how us as men can evolve, how we can mature, yeah. how the things that we we grew up in, as in like, oh, that's the manly thing to do, isn't really that manly, right? Opening up, being being transparent, being able to talk amongst other men, share your feelings, right? Especially in the Polynesian community,
2: right, bro? Don't talk about our feelings. Uh, bro. No, yeah,
0: exactly, right. Every yeah. like.
2: Nothing gets a Polynesian man more uncomfortable than yeah, like, I, I feel this. How you feel? I, I, how you feel? Like. Tell me how you feel, <laughs> right? Your dad just go like,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I love our like I love our culture.
2: We got the best culture. We do, hands down. But if we're
0: gonna keep it 100, our culture also puts the pressure of us of always having to be strong. And what is the, what is that look or what is that thing of being strong? It's oh, nothing's wrong. Everything's all good. I can handle it all. That's why we got so much suicide. That's why we got so much people that's messed up. Is because nobody has an outlet to let all this weight, you know, be lifted or put this weight somewhere. All this, all this stress and whatever, and it just consumes people, man. Like, I never knew what depression was. Like, you hear the word depression, you don't know what it is until you feel it. Mm. Until you wake up in a bed and you're, you know, wake up at ten o'clock in the morning and still in the same spot six seven o'clock at night your day your day passes you and you're just like you can't even move you Mm. physically can't even move because you're just so like just down and out you know what i mean yeah but that's why for me i'm like i'll put myself out there on a pedestal in a sense where hey you know what if people want to rip me or i i've just accepted the fact that we live in a society that no matter if you do good people there's people out there that's going to rip you for not doing it this way or mm-hmm. that way right yeah. so at the end of the day the thing that pushes me to continue to just walk my walk and do the things that I do is because I'm okay the people that I know got my back got my back for life the people that really love me and genuinely support me will be there regardless of what happens in my life and I know that there is a there's a purpose in everything that I do nowadays because you know, like I see what it's done to help other people. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't for the times that I've shared or I've I've been, you know, open about what I went through, there's a lot of people that I feel like, you know, could have went one way or the other. You know, they just didn't know what to do, but they were able to, you know, talk story with me, mm. you know, and, and keep it pushing. But yeah, man, like, so that was the way the village was birthed. The village was birthed because I went through my divorce. I went through like, shoot, just the... The hardest time of my life, man. And I always remember this. Max Holloway shared this thing and where he said, you know, um, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. He was going to a fight camp and he just mentioned that. And we always heard that as Polynesians growing up, right? It takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I looked around, I looked at the people that, or the, I looked at the community that was around me and if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have made it through. There was some times that, like, I don't think I've ever really shared this, like, publicly, but when I was, like, going through these suicidal thoughts, so, like, my kids at the time were staying with the mom in um, North Shore. Mm -hmm. And um, to make it clear, my kid's mom and I have a great relationship now. Mm -hmm. We went from, like, this don't look at me, like, we went through this part of just, you know, like, I mean, I could honestly say it was probably hatred. Right? Like Mm -hmm. hate is a strong word, but when you go through I would be lying to say that, you know, it wasn't strong feelings. Like it was a hatred like that I felt, you know? Yeah. But um, you know, there was times when I talk about being suicidal, like my kids were staying with the mom at the time during the week and you know, me driving out there, everybody knows, like I'll drive wherever it is to go spend time with my kids, be with my kids. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we're in such a better place now. You know, I want people to understand, like things get better. That's why I said like Everybody knows the, the heartache and the, you know, the hard parts, but after the fact, like some people don't give them a chance, right? They commit suicide or they end their life short, but they don't see like, man, there's so much life to live. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. give themselves their that chance to see after the storm, you yeah. know, where I'm looking at it now, like five years removed. I'm like, life is so good. Like I didn't even have this life prior. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, you know, I used to look at my, my moments where I was driving to, you know, North Shore, There'd be times where I would just like, just so out of my mind where I was just like, man, if I just didn't make this turn and I just went into the water, like just end my life now. Wow. Like I remember times, like I was going through a train, uh, I was going through a crane training program in the midst of my divorce. Like it was like, I'm over here having to go through this training program to like prove that I could drive the crane yeah. and I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm going to court. I'm going like meeting my attorneys and like, it's just super bad. Yeah. And there's times that, um. I'd be in the crane and I'd just be like, man, if I tie my belt around my neck and I just jumped out the back, because there's a back door, right? That you come into the crane up there. Just hung myself. Like, I just end all the problems. You know what I mean? Like everything Mm -hmm. that I'm worried about or everything that I just like, just dealing with just goes away. So I really had thoughts about that. Mm -hmm. Like something quick that would just take my life where I just, just end it. The thing that kept me going was the fact that I always would tell myself, it'd be so easy for me to end my problems. How would it be to be my daughter, my sons, to wake up the next day knowing that that their dad killed himself? You know what I mean? For me, I wouldn't have to worry. But for to be a young kid who, at the end of the time, they were like five years old, six years old, or however old they were. How would you deal with that as a little kid to know, like, man, my dad's gone. You know what I mean? Like, my dad committed suicide every day. That's something that I left with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I left that freaking, that problem, that thing that they have to do it for the rest of their life. And their kids, they, imagine, like, that's me taking away their, their, you know, like, that age where they're supposed to just live carefree. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, where they can just be kids and not worry. They're already going through a situation where their family is breaking up. Yeah. Now their dad kills himself and like for me, I'm not on this world. So like I'm all good. But for them, they have to wake up with that every day. And I was sharing this with uh my, my boys' youth group. You know, like they're young, they they were elementary at the time, but imagine when they go to like their senior walk or their graduation, you know, and family's supposed to be walking out for them and like it's just somebody holding my picture. Like, wow, like you know what I mean? Like I couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine that. So, you know, I know I kind of elaborated on a lot of stuff. Like no, this
2: but, thing. No, Just, I think that's a, one, the thing that struck me as you are sharing is if people were honest with them, they've had those thoughts. Oh yeah. Like if people were honest, like there's, there's so much, there's so much difficulty in the world that if people were honest, they've had thoughts like that. Oh yeah. They've had those days, they've had those thoughts. But the thing that I want to just kind of, that kind of struck me, the second thing that struck me is when you're sharing. And what helped you seems to be that you could get, you could just get a split second of, let's see the long view here. Oh yeah, like let me just see. Okay, like, like like yeah, that's a thought that 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 I've had. That's a thought that man that that feels like that would be the best route. But to just get a little bit of a moment to go, boom, let me get the big picture here. Yeah, like that.
0: So so the the way I got that that long vision, right? No, yeah. the way I was able to see it that way is because. Of my walk with God, so I tell everybody, and I'm not knocking the LDS Church, so I don't want any, anybody to take that because we grew up my my parents, you know, I grew up in the LDS Church, and I have no bad experiences, like you know what I mean. But for me, it's just I think I share in a sense where like, you know, like when you're the expectation is just to get up, go to church, like it was a routine, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm in a position in life where I need something for myself. So I was training at UFC gym, White Kelly and Inspire Church is right there. So I'm training. The only thing, I mean, I think that's like the common thing to do, right. When you go through like something hard, right. The first thing you do is like going back to the gym, but there's also another thing too, is I told myself if I personally, um, was on this mission for self, um, improvement in a sense where if I'm going to go through this hardest thing in my life, I want to learn from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I want to get something out of this. So, you know, um, I ended up walking to the church, man. And, and that's, that church, I mean, that experience for me is where I understood what religion and relationship was, is because it wasn't, I didn't feel the pressure of having to be perfect. I felt of, I felt the understanding or I had the understanding of what relationship with God was, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And really that's what allowed me because, you know, I could have went both ways, you know, I could have went, I mean, it was two ways I could have gone, I could have went party could have been in the clubs I could have just been wilding out I, remo- I removed myself from social media um and I just really just like I went MIA in a good way in a sense where I just surrounded myself with good people you know shout out to my boy Alex like man there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that supported me but I always I feel like there are certain people in this life that deserve their flowers when they're still living when they can hear it and my friend, Alex Utoofili, like, I'll never forget because he was my best, best my best friend. And the reason why I want to give a shout out or just give him his flowers is because there's a lot of people in our life that that say like, hey, you know, like whatever time of day it is, whatever the situation may be, give me a call. And um, like I said, I had a lot of people that supported me. It's a lot of families that came in clutch that, you know, Allow me to just be a part of their family or come along, right? But, man, I'm talking about, like, when you're going through depression, when you're fighting all these things, like, you're going, like, sometimes you you cry or you break down about the same issue. Even if you talk to, you know, talk about it with someone, like, it's the thing still eats at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, like, man, like, midnight, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, man, like, after work, like, he really kept, like, that, that sentiment of like, whatever it is, whatever time of day it is, no matter if I pick up or don't, I'll call you back and we'll discuss it. And he, he really was there with me every step of the way, man. And I'll never forget that, man. Mm. Like, I straight up, like, will never forget that. I'm yeah. forever grateful for him,
2: man. And so he was a uh, part of the church? He wasn't a part of the church. Okay, okay. We worked together. Well so you guys we worked work together. together. Okay. And
0: we were just close. You know, our 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 families became close because our kids were kind of around the same age. Yeah. Um. But we're totally the opposite. You know, he's very reserved, you know, kind of, you know, very, you know, I guess introvert is the word. I'm over here, like, you know, everybody knows me. I'm a social butterfly. I talk to anybody, right? This dude, man, heart of gold, man. I could never, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't even know, like, you know, how I'd get through it. But all of these things created the village, you know. And like I said, I was in the right mind frame of really, you know, it wasn't a perfect road, but... It created the village because it was community. The village is your community. You know, it's that safe, I, I that's everybody that asked me about the village. What is the village? The village is that safe place. It's that place of community where you can go and be yourself, where you can share the things that are supposed to make you feel shame, make make you look, you know, downed upon, frowned upon, and just let it go because that's, the, that's your safe place. That's home base for you, that you can go. And for me... I never wanted to get into a clothing brand. Trust me, like that's like the most saturated market. Like everybody's starting up a t-shirt line. Everybody's, you know, everybody's got a clothing brand. But the thing that really stuck with me, I wanted something that, that could remind me every day. So if you see me out, you'll always see me in a village shirt. Yeah. You'll always see me. And that's my daily reminder of how important the village was for me and what it's done for me. And even on the back, people don't know like, the back of majority of the sheriff there's not a back design, I've always held, you know, I always put the, you know, the brand logo on it, right? The village on the back. And it's not just because I want to put it there. Everything about the village has significance. So even with the village being on the back, it's like that, it's like the weight, the responsibility that you carry every day, whether it's for yourself because you're leading or whether it's for the other people that you're there to support, And a lot of people don't know that. They just think like, oh, I put the village because you can see it. No, it's because when I was growing up, my dad used to always tell us, wherever you go, you represent our family. You represent our family, our family name. You know, people ask you, what's your last name? They'll know who your parents are, your lineage, whatever it may be, right? Where you came from, where you grew up. It's the same thing. When you see the village, when you know that it's on your back, you're representing more than just yourself. You're representing this community you know, you're representing this safe place for other people to know, like, man, like, you know what? Even though we're different colors, even though we, you know, we like different things or whatever, however different our lifestyle is, there's a community for you. There's a community for me. We share in that same safe place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's that responsibility, man.
2: Yeah. I have a question about that, though. What what happens for you? <laughs> you talked about, t- we talked about this beginning. We, t- we talk about this all the time, though um but what happens when the people that you think are supposed to be your village are not your village or you don't like say say you got idea you got the village right yeah and i'm sure like any dream that you got you're gonna share with like i used to i I saw this uh video i forget who it was but he was talking about because sometimes you share your dream in your vision Mm -hmm. and bro i i have experienced this where like okay you share something and it just gets shot down Like so many like so that was many the, things That's like, the village bro. right there bro. I'm like oh you can't do this You can't do this You can't do this This is why you can't do that And, I, and you just go like There's so many more ideas that I've had That I'm like Alright I guess I'm not gonna do that
0: Bro when I told people that I wanted to do Like I wanted to make shirts with the village I got like crickets bro Like I got like Oh yeah Like the most awkward looking faces The most like Unencouraging, like type, like <laughs> yeah, like I knew it wasn't popular. Like you know what I mean, like. And the thing is, that like, you share with people that's supposed, like you feel like, cause, cause that's my boy, all right That's like that's my friend. That's like my family, right? They're like, oh, pff, that's great. You're expecting like that reaction of like, do it, like run with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I tell people about the village, I got like, oh yeah, like you know what I mean, like just yeah. these. And I knew it wasn't a popular thing amongst people. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, like, there was one thing I to always tell myself, like, wear it how you live it, right? And that was the reason why I wanted to do shirts. So I wanted to just get into this clothing thing is because I wanted to just, I had to do it for myself, you know what I mean? And I think the difference between, like, my mindset with The Village and just another clothing brand is that there's purpose and meaning and that people will only understand- what the village is all about is when they hear the story. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't, never really heard it. I never shared. It's the first time I've ever been on a camera and on a mic in that's going to be seen in the public that talked about me going through a divorce. Everybody knows I went through a hard time. Not everybody knows I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm at a place in life where I feel comfortable sharing it because I know that it's given me, I look at life totally different. If you asked me five years ago, these questions or certain questions, I would never answer it the way I answer it now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, you know, going back to it, it's hard when people don't, when you feel so passionate about something and like you feel like, oh, this is the thing that I just want to just do and go with and just show everybody in the world because I, I love it so much. I'm so passionate about it. And when you get those reactions of that are just not supportive, especially from your family members, um, your close friends, it hurts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I have a brand that I have some close friends that pff, don't even buy anything. They'll go buy somebody else that they don't even know. And mm-hmm. for me, like it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and you can't get mad at that, right? Yeah. Some people just like certain things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that should never change what we do. Yeah. Like if we're passionate, we love something, we want to do it, you stick to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. But yeah, like it's Bro, it's I always appreciated that about you too. Like, man, I think we re- reconnected like maybe... 2020, 2021 and or I something. When I first came with this thing yeah. about the village. Yeah, about the like village. To you, we, yeah. we, we, we connected, but man, one of the things I did appreciate just as somebody trying to do my thing, like trying to do photos. I was just doing photos at the time, video yeah. and things like that. But just even the attempt, the fact that I would have, I had a friend that like would reach out to me and then like want want to use like, you know, want to include me. No, yeah, it was a huge I, thing because like, I was like, man, like friends, like I've just learned. Man, sometimes friends don't do that for friends. Like, oh, yeah. My friends will shop my price. That's what right. I've learned. Yeah, yeah. My, fr- my friends will like, hey, let me let me get the idea so I can, okay, let me go angle somewhere else. But, bro, I've always appreciated about you that you stood 10 toes down and, like, you always tried to include even me or oh, yeah. and even your friends. Like, like I just see how you're running the village and, man, the, like, the people you're including and, the and like, the, every time we talk, it's so little. The village is so little to do about just you. Yeah. And success. That's the crazy part.
0: No, like, like everything that I do, like when I really wanted to go forward with media, like you're one of the first people I thought of. Right. Because I want, I want the village to be genuine. You know what I mean? I want it to have authenticity. Authenticity means that there's a meaning, there's a relationship. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I want to support the people that I know. You know what I mean? I want to see them grow. I, I want to. I want to grow with them. Like you know what I mean? I'm not a lot of people don't know, what, you know, the brand. You know, but for me, it's like hey, if I can come up and I can bring people along with me, or I can support people. You know, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see people around me. Like, hey, I've if the people that know me know that I always try and support people that I know, in on the come up because I want to see people succeed. The reason why it goes back to how we talked about youth sports early. When you pour into people, you hope that they remember the impact that it had upon them, that they're going to do it when they grow up, when they become the star, when they have their brand or their business, you know what I mean? That they're going to just pay it forward because that's how we can create this cycle of just, you know, good, you know, returning itself over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all about that, man.
2: Yeah. It just seems like you're you're trying to give, like you're always trying to give back And I think that's That's something that I don't think I don't You don't see very often in business You know Business is about the bottom line Yeah Which is great But Which is that That's just how it is Because it is It is important But Man I, I, Every time I hear about the village You're talking about How you can impact other people you talk about the kids You're talking yeah. about the fa- The families and the friends And yeah. especially Like you shared with your story The person struggling on the other side
0: Oh yeah Like And that's why Like I said man Like I'll be Straight up Like There's a lot of people I know that will probably listen to what I say, what I talk about, how, you know, open I am about sharing just a lot of stuff that I've gone through in life. And I guarantee they'll probably look at their their thoughts is like, man, this guy's soft. You know what I mean? This guy's a little bit like, you know what I mean? And I, and, you know, I think my past self would have took it some type of way because I wasn't as confident uh, as I am. But the reason why I became such a confident person is because I know that me sharing has more of a positive impact to help others. Because there's so much men that don't share. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We know that they struggle, especially coming like in church, right? Mm -hmm. I know that you you hear and see this, you know, way more, you know, because of you know what you do. That you know, men don't share because why we're supposed to have it all figured out we're supposed to have it all kept together we're the last people that's supposed to break down yeah yeah of course you don't want to you know you want to hold it together and you want to stay composed but yeah. at the end of the day we're humans yeah there's only so much we can handle
2: yeah i mean like the crazy part is when, when you look at the life of jesus like this is the one thing that that i say is jesus was probably the best man to ever live right mm-hmm. the fully god fully man second person in the tree all of that stuff right he he is not only he was not only our substitute, our sacrifice, but he's also the standard. Yeah. And he cries. Yeah. And he weeps and he breaks down, but we're too, but 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 we got it so together that we can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Bible literally says that Jesus holds all things together. And the person that holds all things together is the person that's weeping over the, the brokenness of the world, the brokenness of Jerusalem, all those things. And I think that it's a it's the, the the amazing thing like you when you're talking about man it was during my darkest time that man I, I saw re- the relationship with God how important that was and I think it's like people gotta understand like when you talk about the, the the somebody like Paul or something like that right like he says like man I'm gonna boast not in my strength he was an apostle he was a he took the he was one of the the most amazing Christian men ever like he wrote most of the New Testament and he says I'm gonna boast in my weakness because God's power is made perfect, not in my strength, but in my weakness. Mm -hmm. And I think we got it so flipped as men that we think that God's power is shown through our strength. Yeah. Well, actually it's shown through our weakness, like you're saying. Yeah.
0: I mean, and and that's where I understood what God's grace is, man. You know what I mean? Like, because to be where I'm at today, I'm not, I don't have the most popular brand. I'm not making bazooka bucks, but I'm at peace with, in my life. Like this peace that I have in life, Just like the relationship with my kids, the relationship that I have with my ex-wife, the relationship that I just have with people right now, bro, I'm at peace, man. Like for me, like being where like I'm like crying on the ground, praying because I just need an answer. I just need this lift, just this weight lifted off of me. I just need some type of direction just like to be where I was and to be where I'm at now. Like for me, that's God's grace. That's what for me define what God's grace is. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And- you know, I, like I said, man, like I boast in what I went through because like, I feel like that's where my awakening was. Yeah. That's where life really began for now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and I, I, re- I think that's why I look at life so different. Like yeah. I take, like, I look at, I'm not the perfect man, but I look at a lot of things now and I just have so much gratitude for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll just walk. Sometimes I just walk just to my car, walk to my job. And I'm just like, pff, not all the time, but I'm just saying like. I'm just really grateful yeah. just to be where I'm at today. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's that's amazing, man. Yeah. So with the village, what is, uh, what is your goal for the village? Like, what do you, like, what do you want the, what's your goal for when people see the village? What do you, what do you, Yeah, what's your goal for that? When they see it, what do you want them to think? What do you want the village to stand for? What do you want? Because, you know, what, what is your goal for that?
0: My goal is to, I want to be so intentional to, imp, to positively impact the community. Not just with sports. Sports was the thing that I loved. that, you know, gave me the platform that I have today that created so many relationships that I have till this day. So, of course, I constantly talk about sports, but I want people to know that when they see the brand, when they see the logo, when they see or they hear the village, that they know that it's good, Mm -hmm. that we're in community. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm... I I constantly say this to to you know some of my friends. I'll probably go broke. I mean, I don't. I shouldn't say that. I don't put it out like that. But I would go broke.
2: You're willing to go I'm broke. Wi-
0: yes. Thank you for correcting that. Bro, you're not going to go broke. Yes, I'm not going to be go broke, wise. Yes.
2: But you're willing to.
0: Thank you for correcting. Yep. That. Yes, that's spot on. I'm willing to go broke to be an instrument to impact the community in a good way. Meaning that if I, you know i I will give everything that i have i'll give the shirt off my back i'll give the money in my wallet in my account so that i can give back and be you know that answer for a community need you know where there's help needed if we can be that help i'm willing to do it sometimes I go and jump into things that I don't even know how much it costs i'm just like because just because i just want to help you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i just want to be like if we can be the solution or be an answer to that problem how can we be it let me know how we can be it we'll be it You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's what I want people to know is like it doesn't have to just be sports. Like, yes, we're sports driven a lot of times because that's where my relationships are. You know, that's what I went through. That's how I grew up. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, shoot, if whatever it is, I want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I wanna be the thing that intentionally puts good into this this world. You know, You
2: you know what's awesome too is you're doing it in a space that um Sports is kind of a given in our community. It's a given in Hawaii. It's a given just, yeah, among Polynesians too. It's a given, but you're doing it in a space that I hope inspires the next generation. Man, if it's not sports for you, because Polynesians are getting diverse out here. Right? Oh, yeah. They're getting yeah. diverse out here. Yep. But if it's not sports for you, like I got, I got some nieces that, man, they're in robotics and stuff. No, they don't even sure. do sports. And I'm like, but you're almost six feet tall and you're a freshman. <laughs> like, go play some sports. They're like, no, I like robotics. But like you're doing it in a space that's not sports, business. Yeah. You know, entrepreneurship.
0: I learned something, man. If, how can we give if we're empty? Mm. So mean like this, right? If you had a cup, you know, other people had cups and, you know, you guys came to me because you're thirsty. How can I pour into your guys' cup if I have nothing to give, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like I, you know, I had a business partner that kind of shed light is because like, like you said earlier, I really am willing to go broke to just help all these people Mm -hmm. like the people that know me know that I'll give before I even ask questions. Mm -hmm. But the thing is my, you know, my, my business partner before was telling me like, the good thing with you rock is that if you can be successful in this business, you already know that you'll steward the money correctly. And that stuck with me where it pushed me to understand that I have to run a legitimate business So that I can be in a place where I can give. Mm
1: -hmm. Because
0: if I didn't have any financial means, if I didn't have that capacity, how can I be an instrument, you know, to help if there's this specific need? You know, maybe it's not directly monetary, but say if they just needed clothing, say they needed food, how can I buy that? How Mm -hmm. can I offer that? How can I be that help if I don't have this funding, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where my mind started to understand, okay, like Rock, like there's a way you have to understand how this business works and you have to be, you know, the goal is to be a successful business. So that not because you become rich. Dave Ramsey said this, if you want to be rich, be rich in giving. Mm -hmm. And that is something that stays in the back of my mind all the time in anything that I do. Because when money comes in, it goes right back out, Mm -hmm. Um, you know? And a lot of times I do a lot of things with my kids is because I want to have them understand and see firsthand Mm -hmm. that we can be the joy To so many people's lives by just giving our time. You know, I feel bad because they're young. And a lot of times I drag them into the shop. They are
2: in the shop, bro. I I see, see like, people know. 11 p.m. I'm like, oh, bro, I swear he was just working them out. (laughs) They'll come,
0: we'll go to a training, and they'll go. And, you know, that was like me. I grew up like that. My dad was a farmer. Mm -hmm. I used to go deliver taro and banana with my dad before games in high school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm working. My mom used to work for Hawaiian Airlines. So we used to fly up to my dad's farm. You know, he had a farm in Samoa Then eventually he went to the Big Island But, you know, I was always around the work But the thing is, like, man When my dad used to go and give taro and banana And I think that's where my giving heart came to Is because I see my parents do it Mm. I see my parents give a lot And not ever ask for anything in return And I just seen, like, you know Sometimes I feel like they were taken advantage of at times But then I also seen, like, how much people appreciated Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And one thing that my parents always did was they always came through. And that's one thing that I think that I really want to be looked at in that light is that you mention my name. If you need something or you're depending on me, I will always come through. I think that's just for me. I just really want to leave that. And pray. I leave this life. I just want to be thought about in that sense. You
2: know what I mean? Right. I think it's crazy because you're you're talking about your dad. I was just going to ask you, like, where did this come from? Yeah. Because for me, I have a similar just this is why I love like what you're doing. Cause I have a similar, uh the, the way I grew up too. My dad and my mom are just generous people, and yeah. my dad's reason for starting businesses from when I was little, my dad was like always. We had a clothing brand actually, bro. Was, uh, really, we did, we did two drops back in the day, bro. What? My dad made me advertise that thing, Timani Wear. Yes, it was crazy. We was I was his models, bro. It was crazy. Nice. Bro. Um, with little kids, but my dad was always trying stuff, right? Yeah. And um. So he's always been in business. And I asked him when I was talking with him when I was like, that why why though? Like yeah. you could have been, made money and just been happy. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, because people don't understand, bro. When you start businesses to get that thing off the ground, you're taking L's financially. Yeah, for sure. Like it ain't all, you know what I mean, sunshine and rainbows out here. Yeah. You're hustling. And I was I was asking him why he started. And he goes, Man, because I was making enough money to take care of my kids, mm-hmm. but my hands weren't like long enough. To take care of everybody else, True. and I wanted to make a more of an impact. I wanted to be more generous. It's just the same heart that, yeah. like your dad, them like Do they get taken advantage of sometimes with certain things. Of course, yeah. But it was always like this generosity to yeah. him. And when when we grew up in our, well, I always thought, man, let's be generous. And um, the same thing that that you're talking about with your dad and your mom. And that's how I grew up. That's yeah. that's what I saw. That that was my example. And starting businesses taking cuz when you start a business you take the risk. Yeah. But it's you're a leap taking, of faith. Yeah, man. it's a leap of faith. You're taking the risk. Not only are you taking the risk financially so you got skin in the game, but man, so many people are doubting you. that, oh, yeah. you, that you love and that yeah. you you don't hold it against them but they are. Yeah. And Or they act different when they
0: start to see you kind of elevate a little elevate, bit? Yeah, just a little you bit. you like, Dang like where's the support?" You know yeah. what I mean? Like, shoot, you know? Yeah.
2: But you got to but but in it order it's almost like you got to put blinders on because you gotta build this thing In order to Make an impact Yeah That doesn't hurt you Yeah Like in You know what I mean Cause you gotta take care of your, your family But you wanna be able to reach out And you can't do that on empty Like you were saying Yeah
0: I think we share a lot of similarities Right That we've taken a lot of stuff From my parents Right mm-hmm. Everybody Everybody asked me Like Brock How do you do it Like how do you work Like Because I work my regular job Yep, I go coach Yep, I go to the shop Yep, I'm with a promotions team Mm -hmm. so we're throwing events (laughs) so there's times that you know there's meetings you flew
2: to Vegas for like 16 hours (laughs) yeah uh, 24 hours
0: uh, right back yeah up and back the next day there's so much things going on and yeah is it tiring it is am I falling asleep and do I you know am I sleeping only like three you know four hours a night yeah I am my dad did it Mm. my dad never missed my things though you know what I mean like the thing is like I remember like (laughs) uh, intermediate right you're at that you're at that age where like your appearance or your, you know, like how you're, you're looked at is judged very- It matters a lot. Yes, yeah, it matters it a matters lot. It matters a lot, yeah. It's under, it's you know, it's under the magnifying glass.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I said, my dad was a farmer. Yeah,
2: I would never be in middle school looking like me.
0: <sighs> I'm telling you, man. Dude, this, Check this out. I don't out. know,
2: I'm faded right now.
0: My dad would show up in front of IL Intermediate in his F-350 with like two pallets full of bananas and papayas. Like, going over the speed bump and the thing is shaking back and forth. And I'd be like, bro. <laughs> bro, Like I used to tell my dad, like, pick me up at the end of the road. Like I'll, bro, I'll, yeah. I feel like, you, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And, like, because all these kids, right, some of them don't even know who I am. I'm brand new. I'm seventh grade. Like, I want to make a good impression. Like, you know what I mean? You, you know, we're growing up, right? Yeah, yeah. And then everybody's looking at, like, this truck with bananas and produce. And you're like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, like, the things is, like, man, like, I just remember my dad would just, like, fit in naps in his truck, fit in naps in the car. Like, I used to play for Kalakaua basketball. You know what I mean? So, like... All
2: the way out there. All the way out Sundays.
0: there. Sundays. Ever Beach, going, driving me to practice, you know? After church, probably. Yes. Yep. Like, so, like, whatever. even, like, we had practices during the week. So, like, wherever I was, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes they take me from my Evo, go to Evo Beach, grab my stuff, and then we'd take me to town, right? Kamu yeah, yeah. And, um no complaints man you know like there's a few times my dad just you know they they remind me like the stuff that they do but mm-hmm. I mean, that was on a rarity you know what yeah. I mean? more so more so so that i would understand yeah. like the sacrifice it took yeah. did you understand it back then i didn't i didn't and that's why like for me i think like i struggle because like there's a lot of stuff i do for my kids my kids like man are my life man yeah. like if people know me like they're my why mm-hmm. and a lot of times like i go i do a lot of this stuff because i want to put them in a position like great like as we, as parents now, right, mm-hmm. we wanna do the things that put our kids in a position so that when they get to our age, they're a little bit more well off, they're a yeah. little bit more stable, they know more, mm-hmm. you know, they're more educated. Yeah.
2: I mean, we want our kids like elevated beyond what we had. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But there's a struggle, is because as we strive to do these things, I feel like going to, through the things and the learning processes that we went through as growing up as kids. Mm-hmm it made us who we were. It made us hungry. It made us workers. It made us to just uh, go and attack anything right. that's in front of us. So I struggle with the fact that like, if we do this for our kids, am I making it too easy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're trying to provide this this great life for them. Will they be spoiled? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are constant questions that I ask myself. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, my goal really is to put them in a better position than I was at my age but also give them the tools to know, like, "Okay, it takes work. Goes back to yep. working, right? Mm-hmm. It goes. You can't skip the work. I don't care if it's sports, in business, mm-hmm. you can't skip the work.
2: I guess this know? is why sports is good, though. I learned because one bro, of the things I've seen, like, I've seen kids just come up in business, and that's fine. I, like, I didn't grow up rich, but I see people grow up wealthy. But in sports, it doesn't. It almost it doesn't matter what level of economics you're at, bro. If you can ball, you can ball, and if you can't, you can't, and it's gonna be." Sussed out there And so you, you You naturally No matter where you're at Yeah Everybody's grinding
0: I think You brought up a good point Just because you're rich Doesn't mean you're gonna be The best player mm-hmm. Like being in sports Levels the field Yeah Like because not You know Just because you're poor Doesn't mean you're not gonna do good You know what I mean mm-hmm. like It doesn't matter Like the playing field is even Yeah It's the people given god's blessed a lot of people with great talent oh yeah but i've seen so many people that are i mean you try
2: being the size of a db running the (laughs) speed of old lineman my man
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's a that's
1: a little bro
2: (laughs) first day let me just tell you this bro just so you can understand where i'm coming from with all of this sports talk
0: sports talk
2: hugh freeze was my coach in college he coaches at auburn now oh nice um and when i was playing mike remember when people were running tampa two back then the yeah, mike yeah, linebacker yeah. drops all yeah. the way back to the to the middle of the field mm-hmm. so i'm dropping back to the middle of the field but bro again the speed i get burned like the, the guy catches it right across the middle with no threat from me <laughs> and he goes who recruited that guy I'm like you did bro and uh, and he goes that that guy plays Mike linebacker like a wandering. He's like he he plays like a wandering Eskimo. I don't even know what a wandering Eskimo yeah, is, yeah, bro. I'm like yo, hey, what? Is? But but I understand. Like you yeah. never heard it before, but yeah. you get it. Yeah, I'm just lost. You know, like I'm lost. That's crazy though you say <laughs> like, that like,
0: because lost. college coaches be speaking that kind of language. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. people don't know. Like you hear wandering,
2: I was a wandering. He was like a Christian guy. He never swore. But I was a wandering Eskimo, and then he said I had a first guy. He was like, man, you got hands like feet. Rough no, no. out here, bro. Yeah, so 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 it's, it's level in a sense, but it's yeah. not all level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I want to share this too, though. You know, touching on that, we're, you know, sports talk. Yeah. I believe everybody has their own path mm-hmm. because not there's there's players that we played with, you know, that went to the you know played at the next level, you know, professionally. Yeah. They've gone to the next level. They were just like man, all first team. This all the credentials but that doesn't mean that their life after sports is going to be the same way. And I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm how should I say this? I'm saying it is because there's a lot of people that I knew that didn't have no limelight, that mm-hmm. it wasn't in the limelight. That that the spotlight wasn't on them. They they, they barely played. Yeah. But they became such great business people. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had they have such a great life after that the people that were starting, the people that were, you know, all these whatever whatever's go to these people who were just in the background, who mm-hmm. were just like maybe a scout team player who just was just getting by. But they their path in life was different. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, I see I've seen a lot firsthand that people reconnected in that sense where you know people are helping each other out, and that's the beauty of sports. Yeah. But it also like for me, it's like I want people to understand that like sports is only a small bit of your life. Right? You know what I mean? Right. But also too, it doesn't dictate. You learn a lot in life, mm-hmm. but it doesn't dictate. The way your sports goes doesn't dictate the way your life is gonna
2: go. Oh yeah, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I understand that. But the, man, because because you're right, like there are a lot of there are a lot of people that um, no matter what, right? Like you're, um, it can't be your your only identity is your sport. Yeah. Like we're, we're because it's the same thing. Like you're allowing this thing to dictate your value and your yeah. worth, right? Yeah. And that's just not the case. But you need people around you to remind you of that. You need people. It's it's so easy to get wrapped up in it that I feel like. Man, one of the things that I I love to do I I love any athlete that comes through Our church or anything like that And I interact with I like to take care of them Because I understand, man They're putting in so much work And you just want to You want to be there for them Not just during their success But when the crowd goes away Yeah When people aren't there You know, like I got family and friends And cousins Like I got, got, you know, that Man, I see it People come around when you're balling Yeah And then they disappear when you're not But man, like People that are really there for you they're there for you no matter what. Yep, you know,
0: and you know, and, and that's 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 life, man. Yeah, in that place where you're an athlete, especially at the collegiate level here in Hawaii, like you are the it's like the pro team. Hawaii right. is the pro team, right. right? Everybody knows you. Hey, you're so and so. Hey, you play you play for stuff, right? Like you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? those are the constant things you get all the time. After, like you said, when all that thing when that all shuts down your circle gets a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The notoriety just is, it ain't there anymore. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But that's, I feel like sometimes the smaller the circle gets, the more value the circle is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's because the people that are there are there for the right reasons. Because they believe in you. They love you. You know what I mean? Um, And they just want good for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I get it, man.
2: Yeah. And so what is the... What are your plans for the village in, in maybe the next the next six months? What what can people expect to see?
0: That we continue to just go and impact the community. The struggle, I'll be very honest, the struggle that I have is this. I've heard often a lot of times, I've, a lot of people tell me, focus on one thing, Rock. You know? I struggle with that. Because like I said, I'm one for opportunity. If there's an opportunity there and if I can do it or if I can go and... Because I, I, I look at like life... In a way where opportunities don't last a long time. What might be in front of me now might not be there in a year, might not be there in two years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I rather go after it now and see if I can handle it. So my struggle basically is consistency, you know, because there's so many things that I dabble in. I don't want to say dabble. There's so much Well, you're not dabbling, you're yes. like
2: deep diving in everything.
0: There's so many things that I am heavily hands-on mm-hmm. doing. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 like I said, i if I'm doing it, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But the goal for me really is to, I think being on here is a great opportunity for me to just allow people to hear what the village is. Because some people, like, I'm not going to lie. My designs, like, sometimes I, I'll be vulnerable right now and just say, like, sometimes I feel like, man, my designs aren't that good. I don't have the nicest shirt. You know what I mean? My thing is so plain compared to all these other big brands. But then I got to reel my, myself back in and is. This never started about being a nice t-shirt. Mm-hmm. This thing started about when people see the village, I'm hoping that when you pass me, you're going to ask me, Hey, what is the village? Mm-hmm. That gives me an opportunity to share what it is. It, it, I'm hoping to inspire somebody that, Hey, you know what? I want to be that support group. I want to be that safe place for somebody else. I want to be that community. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that it's okay that just because we're different, you may connect with people that I can never reach. Mm-hmm. You can be, you know what I mean? Like people can come to you because they relate to you and not me. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's always a place for somebody to connect with. You know what I mean? That goes back to the principle of what the village is all about. But my goal really is to continue to grow and be be a tool that can that can help resolve or help answer a lot of what the community may need. Currently You mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. In in any Like I said It doesn't have to be in sports Yeah But if there's a need I want to be You know Something I want to be a tool An instrument That we can just be That helping hand mm-hmm. You know what I mean That's mm-hmm. really my goal man That's that's my heart And Like I said um, You know I got to keep it real With myself it's, it's never been about Just the t-shirt It's yeah. been about the message it, I want people Just to know In six months I want I want People to know what the message of the village is about. Mm. That's my yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah.
2: That it's not just clothing. It's yeah. not, man. Yeah. That's really good, man. I, I think uh I like the I love the 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 concept of it. I love the I love what you're doing with it. The the thing I guess I I'm thinking too is what the village me is gonna mean and not just the clothing again, like but the stuff that you're gonna be putting out, the stuff that you're gonna be talking about, the ways you're gonna be engaging the community. Because I think the relatable thing about the village is like, man, you won't realize you need other people until you need other people. You Oh, for sure. And there's somebody out there right now struggling. There's somebody out there right now going through a hard time, going through a divorce, maybe going through loss in life, you know, some loved ones or whatever. There's someone out there going through a difficult time financially and they don't know where to turn.
0: And this this is why we talked about this when I first reached out to you. You brought up the podcast. You know, I I never never really thought, I mean, I listened to podcasts at the Mm -hmm. time. Did I ever think that I would have one or did I ever think that I'd be a part of one? I didn't at the time. I think you really spoke life into that for me. But that's where I'm so committed of putting myself out there because I know of, I know how much it can do good. You know what I mean? I know how much good it can do, should mm-hmm. I, I should say. I know that it takes somebody to be vulnerable. It takes somebody to be put in a position where, hey, you know what? I'm sure people are going to hear my story and be like, bro, this guy is, like I said, this guy soft. Critique me, rip me, and just probably put, you know, there's so much keyboard warriors nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But I, like I said, I've come to a place to be so confident in knowing that, hey, you know what? My, everything that I went through shaped me to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for those moments, if it wasn't for, you know, the people, the community, the village that I had around me, mm-hmm. I would never make it to where I am. No. So I knew how important it was to have those people support me and get me through my time. That's why I'm willing to put myself out there. Yeah. It's not because I just want to like for cap, you know what I mean? Like for all this clout work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people are like, hey, look at me, like hear my yeah. story. Like, hey, you know, I went through divorce. Like, yeah. no, it's not. Divorce to till, till this day, like, shoot. I mean, it ain't the, the most greatest thing i want to just share about my life story yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah.
2: like you hope that eventually right like a, and what you're doing now and this is the other thing i want to hear not just the struggle but the the victory that comes after the victory that people don't see the the coming through and that's what the i mean overcoming like, part of it all like
0: we how many times do we hear people talk about like their struggle like i'm in this struggle i'm going through this problem we don't hear what it is after like i said i'm 5 years removed mm-hmm. from this you know what i mean my thing was like a roller coaster. I've seen the lowest of lows and I, where I'm at now, I would never, 1 Corinthians two nine. I believe, no eyes seen, no ears heard, no mind has conceived for the things that the Lord has for those who love him. When I first walked into Inspired, that scripture has always stuck with me because I didn't see all of these things mm. that I'm currently in and doing Bro. when I was at my lowest. I, just, I couldn't even see the next day. Mm-hmm. Now where I'm at right now, like wow, that's all God. Yeah. When Cali why I play God did just because I just read God did. <laughs> yeah. God he did. made all of these things happen. He created all this. I didn't I wasn't a part of promotion. Promotions wasn't a part of this You know what I mean Like I didn't have a clothing brand At the time I didn't have a print shop At the time Like I didn't have These businesses going I didn't have All these other opportunities I was just a longshoreman At that time You know what I mean Mm -hmm. I was just getting I was just getting into my Which is amazing Which is amazing Yeah I was in the You know Middle of my career at the time Mm -hmm. i was just like in the middle part Where I'm at right now But what I'm saying is that I could never see All the things that I'm doing now In that time Mm -hmm. So that's why Even more so I want to share Is because the people That's that's pretty much walking that thin light. Do I want to end my life? Can I go on? Why should I go on? Don't, man. There's so much life ahead of you. Just give yourself a chance to see that.
2: Through, mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? Because no storm lasts forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. It doesn't rain forever. It's, at, at some point it stops. It may be for a long time. Mm-hmm. The sun comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? The beauty comes out. The rays come out. The, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the beauty of life eventually will come out. You just got to give yourself, you know what I mean? That time and just take it as. Day at a time and sometimes you gotta take it an hour at a
2: time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Like, um just I hope that resonates with the people that struggling right now, you know, like that that are in that right now, that they know, man, um it's it's not all dark days ahead. It doesn't have to be. And
0: that's why I love this, what we're doing right now, is because when you look at a podcast, a lot of times the people that are on a podcast have like thousands and thousands of followers. They have this huge influence. This is what I believe. And this is why even more so I wanted to do the Village Podcast was because of the fact that everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody can influence someone. They just have to have the opportunity to speak and share. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it may not reach, you know the way it might for others who may talk about the subject, but it'll reach somebody. It'll still have purpose. It'll still have an impact. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to create this platform where, hey, when you're on the village podcast or when you're talking or when we're doing something like this is that we're allowing people to be able to just tune in, you know what I mean? And just listen, you know what I mean? Or give somebody the chance to get behind here Mm -hmm. and share your life, share what you're going through, share what you went through. And, you know what I mean? Just give people that platform to be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah, you know
2: I mean? yeah. No, that is amazing. And I think that, I think that with you leading with honesty, I think that that's gonna be the thing that gets it going. One thing, one thing I notice is like with, even with my own friends is, I have to the way I show that this is a safe space, the safe place to talk about where you're struggling or your or your heartache or the things that are, that, that 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 you're going through. Is by mm. leading mm. and being open first. Yeah, and you don't always like it. Doesn't always feel good. And there's times when like, man, you share it and like, while you hear is crickets and it's almost like, okay, I'm the only one with a with with a mess in my life right now. You know, yeah. like my friends all talk about their struggles in the past tense, but but me, I'm going through it. But I can't, and so I have to lead yeah. the way in sharing. Okay, here's where I'm struggling, guys. Here's what I need prayer for. Here's what I need from you guys. Yeah, and but I think that we have to lead the way in the community to do that, you know, to make it okay. Cause there's, there's kids. I, I, I speak to some kids at, at um, kind of on a weekly basis. And one of the things I tell them is like, man, I'm assuming, when I share these things, I'm assuming you're going through struggles right now. Yeah. I'm assuming that home isn't what you want it to be. I'm assuming that uh, life isn't what you want it to be. And everybody kind of like laughs. I'm like, no, but you know, I'm serious. Yeah. Because you know, you know, you know who you are that's going through this. Yeah. And but you lead when you lead like that, and that's my hope too for the village, is that when you lead with that, all of that, that it starts to get people talking about their own stories.
0: I want to touch on something that you you talked about because like you talked about home, right? Not being what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's that is a reason why the village is not specified to one thing. Mm. Because not everybody's close with their families. Not everybody can say, man, home is my safe place. Sometimes it might be the gym. It might be their CrossFit stuff. It might might be their chess club or their book club after school, the library. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But to identify, you just got to identify like where is home for me? Where is Mm -hmm. that safe place? Where is my village? Where do I consider that place where I can go no matter what's happening in life, I can go with the understanding that I can just be me mm-hmm. I can just let loose I can just breathe yeah. I can make it to another day You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah That is a prime example of what the village is about for me Yeah, so I
2: guess I guess a part of the village then is identifying mm-hmm. who that is yeah. Identifying those people in your life Recogn- One, recognizing you can't do it alone Nope Right? Like a, like there's that drop you did It takes one to raise one Amen Um, You can't do it alone Automatic Like let's not even argue that point Yeah you can't do it alone, but you need people around you. You need a village around you. And let's help you identify who those who those kind of people are. Yeah. What they can do cuz not ev- not everybody is not everybody's going to be in your life for every single season of your life. That's just the truth of the matter.
0: Bro, you said it perfectly, man. Seasons only last for a certain amount of time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you
2: know, yeah, that's, that's a true statement, yeah. man. Some people are not off-season. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you coming around, but we taking a break from you this, this yeah, time. But yeah. you coming back in the spring.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been around, you know, like that's so true. But even like friendships, man, you know, relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, man. Like some of the people that you think that you'd be around forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, divorce taught me a lot of that too, but but like your friendships, you know, yeah. some of the friends that I thought that I'd always be around, that we'd always have something in common. You know, we we grew out of that stage, right? But. Yeah. You know, there's other people, I, you know, you evolve, right? It it also depends where you are, what stage of life you're at, Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that, those stuff dictates, you know what I mean? You know, those, those seasons of your life, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And for all those friends out there, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to just share our stuff, man. Amen, man. Like, share, subscribe. Comment, subscribe, bro. Take a minute out your day. You you can be a part of the village right now, right? Exactly, man.
0: Hey, you know, the thing too is like this, right? Like, you don't even have to buy. Sometimes, like, right, you don't even have to buy. It's not even just for me. I'm just saying that you didn't have to buy. But when you repost something, when you share something, when you comment on something, bro, those things is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just reshare would have helped. You know what I mean? Just a little love. Just a little love. I'm
2: not asking you to save it. Exactly. Just share them bro Like just it matters to me I will read all your comments At this point
0: Yeah exactly
2: <laughs> But yeah man. I want to know What has been your biggest Struggle in entrepreneurship Consistency I mean I, I think that's what it is Like um, You see that You're, you're not even talking Like usually what people would say Is like These other things That you're just like Talking about yourself No
0: it's, it's about myself Like the thing is Like <laughs> it's really about myself Like I feel like I feel like I really can't do anything. Mm-hmm. The thing, the reason why I can't do a lot of things is it goes back to myself. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm spread thin. Sometimes I feel like I give, and this is why I say like, I can be honest. Like sometimes I, I give my, I feel like I give myself too much credit. And it, it, what I mean by that is well, I, I'm coaching, I'm working, I'm doing all this. I'm like working seven days a week. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. doing all these things. So like I deserve a day off. I deserve to not go, you know what I mean? Those things... Kill the momentum a mm-hmm. lot of times. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I think maybe some of the answers you're probably looking at is like sometimes it's it's the support. No, there's a lot of people that I feel like that could support me in certain ways that could help get me to you know like to elevate to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's sales, whether it's just sharing. No, you know what I mean. Who have these platforms? Who have these? you know, who are connected to these, you know, who have huge influences. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those are some of the things that you're probably looking at. But but for me, I think at the end of the day, it goes back to myself. The thing that I struggle with the most is consistency. Is no. because um I get motivated a lot, right? But then the motivation only lasts for a quick bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Motivation a lot of times motivates you to start. But it's doing all the things that you don't want to do on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I know that I got to get into a shop, I got to get into the shop or I got to go do something. But say I just came home from a long day of work. Um, I was already at the shop. I'm at practice. and I get home at the end of the day knowing that I still got to knock out a couple more checklists. Am I going to push myself or or do I push, do I put it off and be like, "Ah, I'll catch you tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, those are the things that I feel like go back on me as a person that I got to push through because really consistency is just doing the things that you know you got to do every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On uh, you know just over and over and over yeah. again. Um you know and that's that's what I feel like I really feel like my struggle is consistency and I share that because I'm sure there's a lot of people that struggle with consistency. They probably wouldn't say it. Yeah. But I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would do I would do a disservice I would do no justice in being on this mic and just spitting a lot of bull, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not stating any facts. If I'm not successful, it goes back to me mm. because I feel like God has given me all the resources, all the connections, all the things that I need mm-hmm. to be as successful as I need to be. Yeah. The only person stopping me is myself.
2: Yeah, So, so with this though, what happens? Cause we're not, like we live in the world, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if the things that you are hoping for and looking for with the village and with all the businesses that you're involved in, because you're also doing print shop, you're also doing the the promotions, what happens if you don't reach the goals that you had?
0: That's, honestly, I would say it would be because of me. Mm. Being honest, like, I don't, I honestly too is like, I don't think I've even really looked at how much, how big I can be, like where I can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think because I'm so focused on the now of trying to be immediately impacting things. I don't see, like, I, I don't think I really put into thought, you know, or perspective like where I really can be. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess at the end of the day, if I really truly gave it my all and did everything that i needed to do and i didn't accomplish the goals that i've set i could be okay yeah the reason why i say i say that with this uneasy feeling is because i don't believe that i'm truly giving it everything i possibly have in a sense where there is things that i know that i can do better mm. you know what i mean and i know that it affects the moment cuz sometimes like it's the momentum right it's like when you go push a car, you don't just walk up to a car and start pushing it 5, 10, 15, 20 miles per hour at one time. Right, right, right. It's a slow progress. It's a little roll, then it's a little speed, and it gains its momentum, and then it continues to go, right? Mm -hmm. It goes faster and faster. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing where I'm at right now. There's so many things that I've started, you know, with the village, but because, like, maybe because of practice or Mm -hmm. because of my regular job or because, you know, I got to go take a trip or whatever, you know, that momentum. But the thing is, like, but I could have been more proactive, Mm -hmm. right? I could have... I could have planned ahead. Mm-hmm. I could have done other things that still helped me accomplish the things I needed to get done, you know, um, but I didn't, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I I, I I, do a lot of self-reflection, yeah. you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that I feel like, you know, and I don't think a lot of people do that, you know what I mean? Like, people probably give a lot of stuff, but for me, like I said, I, I would do a disservice if I'd be up here and say, you know, blame it on other things. Yeah, I really do feel, like, in my heart that I can truly attain anything that I want to do. I believe in myself that much. Like I I, I bet I put my money on myself, but I also know that I get in my own way Yeah. because, you know, I'm not proactive sometimes or, you know what I mean? Like it's like I I was the type of person that if a, if a paper was due in two weeks, I'm that dude that's like writing the best paper the night before.
2: <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like you
2: partied hard. Yeah, or
0: like you or, or just like I put you had it a good
2: off. time. You had a good time for for Everything 13 else. days, yeah, but but exactly. the last
0: day you going to grind. Exactly. And <laughs> and, and like, like for sometimes it's like I get a thrill. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes I get this thrill of like coming up of like putting this like making this awesome paper where this you know the the teacher the professor reads it and I'm like, "Damn, this is a pretty good paper." But imagine how much better it would have been if I did like out, I lived with La Pippa, you know, like, yep, La Peppa, yep. La oh, and bro, voice of,
2: voice of an angel, yes, bro.
0: man. So, shout out to my cousin and, and you know, Antoine, like, that was fans, man. Yep. I lived with them, right? So, I moved out of my, my dorm room and I ended up staying with them. But, long story short, was Tua would be the type of dude, like, where if an assignment was given that day, he'd go and work on it that night, you know what I mean. And I remember there was this time that me and Peppa had this paper, this, like, 20-page paper due, and we ended up, like, hap- like the night before, we had, like, every sugar possible to stay up. We had, like, 10 Simons ready to go for the long haul. We was, like, eating cereal because, like, we're just up all night, and we ended up getting the paper done. And bro, like,
2: what, what was Tua doing at that time, bro? Tua was sleeping, like He's sleeping, having a blast. Like, he, he,
0: I think he actually went out that night. You know, he went to the movies or something. And you know, everybody probably looking at this like, like, oh my gosh, like, come on, rock. But that's that I mean, that's you know, like sometimes like I feel like I tell people like, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Because sometimes like it's the thrill of you know, coming through, right? Bro,
2: I ain't never heard this, bro. Like, I, I, I promise you, bro. I went to Iolani. We talk about procrastin- procrastination a lot. I never heard somebody talk about the thrill of procrastination. <laughs> so, I tell like, man, like, it's exciting, man. Bro, it's
0: even like sometimes, like, like we get like some, you know, like uh, I mean, sometimes you just gotta push through, like, you know, like they call it like the midnight hour, whatever yep. it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like you, you get this rush of like I got it done. But then you look at like all the stress that you put yourself through <laughs> yeah, of like waiting that long or keep, you know, putting all that, you caffeine, know, like, that yes, caffeine like, in you, but I don't know, man. Like, so that's why I say like, when it comes to business, there's things that I can change a part of maybe the characteristics that I've had growing up. um, Right. Like stuff like my parents tell me, Hey, you better have, you know, this cleaned or you better sweep the backyard before I come home from work. Yeah. Why am I waiting? Why am I trying to time like the last twenty minutes before oh, you yeah, come home bro. from work to
2: go do what I'm doing? It you know? was messed up. We we'll never have traffic. My dad bro, came that's home. That's what from I'm saying.
0: Right. Or like they come home earlier. Like yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's, like, r- that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they told you at like nine o'clock in the morning. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's stuff like that. Like, you
2: ever I, had to take the meat out of the fridge? Oh or? yeah, and then like <laughs> I told
0: <laughs> you didn't know, like what do you respond with? One, nobody's eating on time. Yeah, Two yeah. is like you about to get you know licked because like everyone everyone's lick you because nobody can eat dinner. But it's, you know, like, I, I think, like, like I said, man, I I want to share and be as transparent as possible because I want people to know that like, if you struggle with it, like, if you hear me say what I just said, like, I want you to be like, damn, man, like, that's pretty dope because I struggle with the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Do we have to be like this forever? No, I, I know that these are the things that I need to change to be a better business person, to mm-hmm. you know, to run a better Operating type of business you, know, mm-hmm. business you know, operating at a better, you know Better level, I would say So these are all things that I just, you know Self-reflect and I just got checked for myself Like, man, come on, Rock, like you got to elevate, man Like, you only can be like this for so long You only can get away with this for so long But if you want to be better, you want to grow the village Then clean some of this stuff up You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's cool Like, I think that you got in your mind In your mind, there's there's no doubt that This can succeed
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like,
2: because it's
0: I'm not selling a t-shirt Yeah I'm spreading a message Yeah And the message has such a strong purpose behind it That I really do feel like When people start to understand What the village is about There's no denying the fact that You're going to want to support it Yeah You know what I mean You're going to look past the designs And just know that like Man, when you rock with the village, when you're buying a t shirt or when you're buying whatever I decide to come out in the future, Mm -hmm. you're not buying just that piece. Mm -hmm. You're buying into something that's gonna support and be the means of so many answers for whatever the community needs may be. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think that like I said can
2: you can you share some of that stuff? Like what are some examples of community stuff that you've done? Um I, I see a lot on online, but for people that haven't seen it.
0: Yeah. So like, I mean, like it start off with sports. Like, I mean, when, when, you know, my kids were in sports, um, when I was able to start doing, you know, printing shirts, right. You know, like the North Shore community, the kids, uh, I think they're just such resilient kids because they don't expect much. You know what I mean? Like I've been around club teams from town where like, they got like the dopest, like travel uniforms. They have multiple travel uniforms. They got the newest equipment, all that. We was coaching at, you know, at Leia Park. And, like, these kids are playing in, like, you know, like their older brother's pads from, like, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm it's not a knock. It's just, like, for them, they make do it whatever they had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I remember there was a trip that we were going on. And we didn't have, at the time, we didn't have, like, travel shirts. Right? So I felt like, hey, you know what? Like, you know, like, I want to do this. And another thing, too, is, like, I remember, like, long time ago, why I had this, like, this football team that was going to, like, the Disney, Disney World or whatever, they're going to play in this big championship or they were offered to go, but they didn't have uniforms at the time. And that was one thing that I was like, man, like if I could get into a position where like if that came up again,
1: mm.
0: I want to be able to reach out and be like, hey, you know, what? I got you for your uniforms. Like, mm. We got you because for kids to make it to that big of, you know, you know, to have this big opportunity to make it to this big stage, but they can't go because they're held back by something so minute to me, like. Mm. For me, it's like no, nah, like let's fix that so they can go enjoy and they can go represent Hawaii. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, those are some little things. Um, you know, we just recently just um kind of helped team up with um Sape Foundation, La Valle Sape, and Sarah Sape. Um, what's that? What's that? So he's a ex um, NFL player, played for the Buffalo Bills. But when you know they did this big um you know donation for Maui with with the Lahaina fires. So they ended up putting a free clinic on and, um, you know, we, we help, you know, sponsor shirts, you know, we help, help make some shirts um, for, for, I think it was like 500 total shirts, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're able to team up with them and work with them to get that done. And we've done many times, you know, many events like that, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, for me, it's just like, just seeing like the, the impact or like just seeing like the kids smiles when they get something in their hand. Yeah. I love being a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's, you know, we've done, you know, I, it's just not even a t-shirt, I mean, there's so many things that we just, like sometimes it's not even like a product that we give, it's just giving our time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we go feed people too, you know what I mean, like we'll we'll go fund something where we can feed people. Yeah. Um There's, you know, there's been times where fundraisers, you know, people have these fundraisers, we come through and just give them, you know, things so that they can auction it off or they can go give it as prizes so they mm-hmm. can go get stuff for the team. But we really just like I said it sounds like it's a lot of sports stuff but in general whatever it is that people you know try and ask if we yeah. can if I'm in the position or we're in the position we just go and do it.
2: W- were you involved in EM Tony, that that thing in the in the North Shore?
0: Yeah, so like our army our, yeah, our promotions team was a, a support for wow. for that. So yeah. like, that was cool like but just like man like even like there's even like that there was so many people don't know it wasn't just us, right? There was so many moving parts that had to come together to make that happen. I mean, you had community people, you had like Uncle Junior IU, you had Penny Toy Lolo come together and there's so many other people that had to come together um, to make it happen. I mean, you had people donating, like I think safety systems donated like the barricades, right? But then you had trucking companies that donated their trucks or their hauling um, services so that they could pick up those equipment and deliver. You know what I mean? You had, like I said, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, people, different people had to come together. That's
2: the village, man.
0: That's the village, man. That's that's what I'm saying. Like The village is such a universal thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, the concept of it is, man, that's why I came up with the motto, it takes one to raise one. Like It takes, you know what I mean? It takes a person that, of understanding. It takes the person to see what the community, like, what is the, the village, the principles of the village is. When you understand that, you understand how important it is to go out and support other people, mm-hmm. to be a safe place for other people. And that's what I mean, man. Like that's why I feel so strongly with the village, man. Like, is
2: I feel like it, it's it's a part of our everyday life. Yeah. Bro, I have a question about the village. Yeah. So <laughs> You gotta you gotta educate everybody on this one, man. War of the Wars, you're doing shirts for that thing. Oh. Was it War of the Wars? That's what it's called? Yeah, that's for work. We okay. can Bro, what? <laughs> So, so, I had somebody explain to me what it was, bro. You guys really, like, I was like, what is that? It's so a whole event built bro. around this battle. Of- bro, so, okay, so I didn't know
0: what War of the Wars was. Okay, yeah. so obviously I work on the docks. It
2: sounds like Fight Club.
0: It, 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 <laughs> so
2: it, I was like, don't, don't speak about it. I like,
0: no, no, no. I, I'll touch upon this because the reason I can touch upon this is because it was such a well put, it, it, the event itself was so well put. Together. Everybody I know that was there loved it. So I guess From my understanding Is that I guess Australia and New Zealand Had this This event called War on the Wars, Right Yeah But it was built in solidarity Right So it was a boxing it is an exhibition Boxing match That happened um, Between teams From Australia and New Zealand That they've had So from my understanding um, I guess when Representatives from Hawaii Went up Like this team from Hawaii Went up You know um, They I guess they got wind of it or, you know, they learned about it, however it came up. So it really was just um, brought up in solidarity. You know what I mean? It was to, obviously it was to represent where you're from. So, you know, we mm-hmm. have a team from Hawaii, you have a team from Russia you yeah. have a team from New Zealand. It was to represent where you're from, but it was to bring people close together. The great thing was, um, you know, so I I have a brand, Hawaii Steelers Inc., you know. Oh, that's a different brand. It's a different brand. So it's a, oh, it's a brand through work. okay. All yes. right. I didn't know this. But it's printed through the Village Print yeah, Shop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But it's a different brand. So I had my daughter. My daughter, like I said, my daughter is the, is the future boss lady. But we had it there. But, man, being it was at the Lohilani. And this event was, I mean, it was so well put together. I can't even explain it. Like, yeah. they had everything was organized. It was, like, you you think, like, you think, like, it's just this Macho Man event that just, like, however, like, whatever. I mean, you're in a an amazing hotel. You have live coverage. It's being streamed live. You have, you know, these event tables. You have this buffet line. Like, I mean, it was a first-class event. Like, I was, like, just blown away because it was our first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to all the brothers, you know, the longshore brothers that, you know, and sisters that put it on that helped contribute to make that event what it was. It was awesome.
2: man. Yeah, I had I had a, a couple actually, they were supposed to come over for dinner and then they they had this they forgot that somebody had given them tickets to War on the Wharves. Oh yeah. And they didn't attend. They're like, oh we gotta go to this thing. And then I saw them at church the next day and they were like, bro, it was awesome. No,
0: it was awesome. Like I said, I mean like it was a boxing <laughs> exhibition, so there was action. Yeah, it was, <laughs> there, there, I heard about the action. action yeah, there was some action. But when they say that this event was done for solidarity, mm-hmm. it really was, is because everybody, I feel like even the people that came to watch the event, yeah. it felt like people just left closer. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like people that didn't know each other left knowing each other. Yeah. The 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 you know opposing you know teams or you know boxers, like there was love shown. And then like also too is like we have this guy Brandon Wolf who, you know, I guess he had like um like pre-training before this event like, and he's posting these videos on Instagram and like, it just shows like, you know, like each other training with each other. Mm-hmm. So like, when you talk about solidarity, like, man, they're building each other up. It's not just to go kill each other. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, it's really like, these guys came together, made each other better, but the camaraderie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it's not football, like I'm used to, but it's on, it's a different, different sport. Yeah. Right. It's a different yeah, thing, Yeah, but same principles. Like, yeah. and you can see like, you know, the greatness out of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But you you don't know want like when you're when you're talking about it not being football. Um one of the the cool things too as I'm listening to you that I would tell any athlete right now or any form or any athlete that especially if they're right now and it's their senior year and they're like, Yeah, I got I got nothing after this. Like, dude, whatever highs you felt, and, and so another athlete told me this actually, whatever highs you felt in your life being an athlete, like that That is not going to compare to the highest highs That you're going to feel like in other things in your life It doesn't have well, to be the pinnacle of your life Like you, not, you're doing like so many unreal things And this is just like the tip of the iceberg For everything that you want to do And if you keep going like you're going to see the end of this And it's going to be ama- more amazing you know
0: I mean it sounds cliche but honestly You know like the biggest joy that I get Is experiencing things with my kids But also being able to see Other people happy You know And being a part of it Like however Small Big or small It may be But being able to contribute To someone else's You know Up Or you know Their come up Or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. Just being a part of it Like to me That's like the greatest feeling Man Like that I really Like just get out of it And like you said Sports we may feel At that moment Mm -hmm. Is something big You know Like we've I've won You know Championships And you know We've been a part Of championship teams Oh
2: D2 baby I won I won D2 man (laughs) We what? dominated D2, Rocky. Iolani, yeah. bro. We're unreal.
0: Uh, you guys never played L though. Oh, no time, oh, I think not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> bro, our coach used to tell us, like, remember, if they if they line up, just just uh, just create a pile. <laughs> bro, we literally had we literally had this play, bro. Like, just grab them. Like grab as much of them sports as you talk can. Right now, sports yeah, talk. Grab what as you much mean, of the mean, linemen the as you my coach would tell me, like, this is When my my cousin came, he was a beast, bro, so he didn't have to do this, but we had to resort to these techniques, Rocky, so my coach would be like, bro, whatever you do, we got, John is back there, he's the only (laughs) guy that can make tackles, so everybody just grab as much people as you can and just fall down Create the pile, man Just create a pile, that's all you gotta do
0: And And bro, it's
2: it's just as effective as trying to split a double team, bro (laughs) When you think about it, bro, it's just as effective. That's why there's different cultures. That, that teach Different <laughs> you know techniques, man. It's just, it's just as effective. Whatever You're creating works. a pile by dominating a man, and I'm creating a pile by absorbing a man. Right. Oh,
0: different logics, no, but to th- get it done,
2: th- th- just get it done. Just get it done.
0: Just get it done. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, we won
2: championships, great. dog. No,
0: nah, but like you said, man, like there's so many other things in life that mm-hmm. you know create that high for you. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're still young, you yeah. know what I mean? There's still so much, you know, God willing, there's so much life ahead of us, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like other people that, you know, we I don't even think that we've, we've come close to the things that, you know, the good things that we can experience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And you still connect with a lot of the teammates from before or what?
0: Um, some, it's hard, you know, like I think when every when, when you have children and they get to a certain age where sports is, you know, pretty much an everyday thing. Everybody is pretty busy around the clock. You mm-hmm. know, like before, I think when I was growing up, like practice was only a couple of days. Like nowadays, I feel like practice is every every day. day yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And then you're training on the weekends, or you got games on the weekends. But you know, we try to. Um, not everybody, but I, I still keep in touch with you know the the ones that I can. You know, especially if you know our kids are playing together and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, you you always try to. And there's you know what's good about. You know certain friendships or relationships is that even though you don't see them you know often when you do pick up with them like it's like you never lost touch you know yeah, what I mean yeah. it's like a never a day never went by you know mm-hmm. what I mean, without seeing them so you know that's good but that's life man you know I, I think that's just just a part of life you yeah know I mean just yeah. being busy with you know the things that matter most
2: yeah yeah right I, I just remember the quote we said a long time ago at the beginning but um i think it was uh dame dash and he said uh, when i'm dr-, he said when i'm when i'm telling somebody about my dream um i don't want to hear no no negativity no pushback he was like we can deal with all the problems when we figure out how to work this but while i'm dreaming don't don't tear down the dream yet
1: Ooh.
2: you know what i mean i thought i think about that Dang, all the time man. bro because i'm like you know, Dame Dash kind of wild, but hey, Dame Dash. If you ever liked and shared this, bro, please, but
0: share it, share it, Mister Dame, yeah, Dame Dash. Yeah, Dame
2: Dash. But he said that, and I was like, man, that's so true. Like when we're dreaming, like man, we just need we need we need to dream. Like we we need to get the big picture. We can figure out the problems later. Yeah, you know, like we can figure we can work out like all the issues as we go. But while but one of the hardest things to do is dream, man. Like I I work in the in the Philippines. We're doing work in the Philippines, our church and stuff like that. And we're not in like the the wealthy community. We're in the like the the lowest of the low, the poorest of the poor community uh, that we're working with. And one of the things they say is we that we take for we take for granted in America is all of our kids wake up going, I I think I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be this when I grow up. And what they tell us is, man, when the kids start saying what they want to be, that's a good sign that we're making an impact because that Mm. means they're starting to dream.
0: Nice,
2: you know, because there's some kids that don't start. They don't dream. Like you assume. That people we we think that people think like us and they don't.
0: Yeah, they don't.
2: You know, and that's, and like you said earlier, or like they like,
0: should understand something, and you're like, yeah. How do you not think about it like that? Yeah, you
2: know what I mean? like don't be so arrogant to think that everybody thinks like you, and, yeah. and you know, and, and sometimes people are in a place where they can't dream, you know. Yeah. And so one of the things you do is like, may you dream, and then you get you can get shut down. That's fine, but don't stop dreaming because that that could help other people start dreaming too. You know. No, for sure.
0: I I think there's a struggle that I kind of resonate with that in a sense where like I said, I don't think I put too much thought on exactly how big I can be or how big the village can be. Mm -hmm. But then like I get into this comparison thing of like other brands that's been out for a long time who are just killing the market, right? Mm -hmm. Who are just like, everybody loves them, everybody's supporting them. And sometimes I get, um, how shall I say, I feel like maybe that keeps my dream small or that, you know, kind of brings me back down to what people would say my reality is, is because they're killing it and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Or I got, like, I don't even know how I'm going to get to even where. But I think that's where you got to understand, like, your dream may be different from their dream. Your path mm-hmm. is going to be different than their path. But as long as you know what you're trying to accomplish, you got to stay the course of what that what that track may look like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that brand or that company that got big all had humble beginnings as well. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they stayed the course they went through those sleepless nights. They went through those constant fails, but turned it into, you know, learning moments. Mm-hmm. It's just that they seen it through, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I'm sure that they dreamed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Do you have aspirations to be, cause there are those clothing brands that are known for being, you know, like Hawaii, but do you have aspirations for the village to reach beyond Hawaii?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of ways of, I'm thinking of ways now to like, how can I spread this beyond Hawaii? Because village, the village, like when I first started the village too, I had to go reach out to a friend that did like Hawaiian. I don't see, I, I shouldn't say Hawaiian. That sounds so like elementary, but like I had to reach out to a friend that knew um, that was practicing Hawaiian studies. Mm-hmm. Should I Should say, but I was asking them because I didn't really hear the village too much, like with. In Hawaii, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like in Samoa, Fiji, like in those Polynesian cultures, you hear the villages. Even like uh when you talk about like China and stuff like that, like you hear villages. You hear villages in like Mongolia, the yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you hear all these, yeah. but in Hawaii, I didn't hear like the village in whole. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like, Hawaii- like where
2: people are from villages. Yeah, yeah. Village, like in Samoa, right? we we asked like, what yeah, your what family, village? Yeah. what village are you from? Yeah,
0: yeah. So like. I had to reach out to them and, you know, I just asked, I had to ask them cause I had to educate myself too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I had to kind of know cause I really didn't, you know? And that's one thing about me. If I don't know, I will ask, yeah. like I will ask. But, um, my thing was like the village was, I mean, went beyond Hawaii anyway, you know what I mean? And like, I, and for me, it's like, I want to eventually get out. I, I just, it's funny. Cause I just had a cousin reach out to me that I believe lives in Wisconsin right now. And she's like, because hey, because like, I want to support your brand because I love your meaning. And I know I'm all the way out here in Wisconsin, but I want to help spread what you're doing out here. And mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. And that would be like the greatest, like I had a friend um, take a picture of these two people that passed him that were wearing village shirts in Vegas. Oh, what? Oh, that was like, yeah, I celebrate my small wins. Yeah, yeah. And for me to just have random people walk in, my friend be like, he went up to them. He's like, "Hey, can I get a picture? Because this is my friend's brand." Yeah. He took a picture of them and he sent it to me. And for me, those that's those are the little wins that I celebrate because I'm like, oh, like you know, it feels good. Yeah. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like you like sometimes we get stuck in this thing where like we're only operating on such a small level, but we're we're gaining traction. We're we're getting somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like those are the things that I hold on to. Like hey, you know, you know, people not just in Austin, Vegas. Maybe Wisconsin's the next one. Yeah. Week, maybe yeah. Florida. You know what I mean? So like. But like I said, if people can understand what the message is, people can understand its purpose. I believe that there's no denying that we can go beyond Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I would love for that. to Yeah, have, you know, yeah, that would
2: be sick, right? For sure. Because I'm it. like, man, there's there's something unique about about um, about you that is is and from what I can tell, you know, yeah. um, is that you you can communicate with a lot of different types of people yeah you know like you communicate with business people you communicate with local people you communicate with mainland people you communicate with a lot of different people yeah and not everybody can communicate like that you know
0: i I think when i was younger and this is not to go against any of my friends that grew up in the housing that grew up in that lifestyle but there was just something up that was a part of me when i was growing up that um you know, back in the day, like a lot of Samoan or a lot of Polynesians were getting in trouble, you know, like whether it was like, you know, gang you know, gang type situations mm-hmm. or just like getting a bad rap for like beating people, whatever it may be. And I'm not talking down on our people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to communicate is that that those instances for me inspired me. It pushed me to be like, no, I want to be that Samoan guy that, that people look up to because... I'm doing something good mm-hmm. i want to be able to walk like even now like as i as i'm older now right i want to be able to go into a meeting with you know with all these you know business people you know who have great businesses or who are well established and i want to be able to be respected because i can communicate with them mm-hmm. i can talk with them i can hold my own mm-hmm. you know like and then I want them to look like, I, I just went to this 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 meeting or this, um, we had this meeting um, last week at the Prince. I walked in and I was the only brown dude in there. And it was- a Ain't lot that of, a bit strange. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I walked in, and it was a lot of older, you know, I just put it like this. It wasn't, there wasn't anyone else that was in that meeting that looked like me. Yeah. And it felt good it felt good because I know a lot of looks that I got was wondering why I'm in this meeting. Mm-hmm. The good thing was that when people approached me or when we had to talk about certain things, like there was no hesitation. Mm-hmm. There was like, I didn't hesitate on being to, to wonder if I could talk or. You didn't you feel to. intimidated. You didn't intimidated feel though. like you need to. And yeah. for them, they're looking at like, wow, like this dude is pretty well-spoken. You know what I mean? And my dad, my dad always, always strict with us. He always used to tell us like me and all my siblings, if you talk, you better know how to talk. If you go somewhere, you better know how to dress. And like, I hated that. Like, because well, I hated that when I was young because I remember like seventh grade. My dad used to make like you know when people wear basketball jerseys, right? Like mm-hmm. now everybody wears basketball shorts and basketball jerseys all the time. 20 yeah, or seven. Yeah. When I was growing up, I still remember my dad having to. They made me tuck in my basketball jersey in my shorts. Oh no! And I'm like, oh no, bro! Like, <laughs> it was. I was like, come on, dad. Like. Like serious Like he's like I don't care about You know like My dad was like This old school Samoan cat From you know From Samoa yeah. Like but What village he from? He's from Fali, You know he's from The village of Mapusanga And Faliniu So okay. like for me It was just like It was just like The stuff that I hated My dad What my dad used to do to us Like not In a bad way But I look back now I'm so thankful mm. I'm so fa- thankful Because like He used to be so strict upon us Like man I, I remember like You know like You go by like Polo shirts, right? Like you wear jeans. Like he's be like tucking your shirt. Like dad, I'm going. Like I'm like ninth grade. Like what? Yeah. Like nobody's gonna tuck in their shirt. Like like you know what I mean? But you are. I am. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I took it out. Like you didn't what's The chunk shirt. is gone. Boom. That coming out. But, um, you know I'm grateful because. I don't feel the pressure. Like if I go somewhere, like I'm okay. Like I'll, i I know how to dress. Like yeah. going to job interviews before I used to walk into some job interviews and look at like what other people would wear. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just yeah. saying like they wouldn't be dressed appropriately for, you know, certain interviews. And yeah. I'm kinda like, well, you should kind of know that, right? And um, you know, for me I was thankful because I felt like I knew how we should look a certain way or <laughs> look the par. Mm-hmm. Because my dad always made sure that we were prepared, yeah. and I think that goes back to you know stuff that we learn from our parents. We're teaching our kids yeah. is because they have the tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know,
2: I think. Well, you know, you know what I think it is. I, I was talking to a guy that uh, he's from Hawaii, but he worked at he worked at a big tech company. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I I always wondered how he got his foot in the door because he 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 was like I'm, I wasn't a tech guy, mm-hmm. you know. And he said, man, he he said that a, a lot of the struggle that he sees with, with Hawaii kids. And this is again we're not knocking Hawaii. I love yeah. this I love this place. Yeah, we,
0: we love this place. I yeah. love
2: this place. But he said that one of the things that he he um tried to instill in his kids is like this idea because we, we we love like unique like humility is a big part of our culture. Yeah, for sure. You know, don't don't just try to shine the light on yourself. But he he tried to balance it out and say like to his kids, like I need you to, to be able to speak confidently, to be so confident in who you are, mm. right? It's not arrogance, not false humility, but true humility where you're confident in who, in who God's made you, that you can speak your mind. You know, you can speak with, not with arrogance, but you can speak your mind. And he actually uh, helped our kids. So, like, my kids are, like, they, they're, they're fairly well-spoken for their age, but... Like they, they basically did speech with him and like are able to stand up in front of a crowd and talk, you That's know?
0: so good. You know, I'm so like, that's, I'm so glad that you said that because I just had this conversation with my kids because I was telling their mom that I feel like we should practice with them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: because a lot of times like you hear local, you know, like you hear locals just in general speak on like in front of a camera or maybe they get a, like a random interview, Right. And, like, they don't know how to speak, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, like, or like young athletes, well, sometimes, like, you hear, you see them on, like, OC16, right? Like, very one-word answers. They don't know how to, how to uphold a conversation. Mm-hmm. or, And I feel like those are tools that some of these kids need because I remember, you know, when we are training for the, pro, um, you know, trying to chase the pro dream, right? Mm-hmm. You, you'll go into interviews, right, from teams. And I remember we had to go through, the, like, this workshop um, to you know, I guess like a speaking or communications workshop. Mm-hmm. And I remember we talk about Polynesians or we talk about us, you know, people from Hawaii. A lot of times we, we don't talk about ourselves mm-hmm. because why? We, you're taught to be humble, mm-hmm. right? You're taught, you're, you're taught, you know, about humility, right? Mm-hmm. Not to put the attention on yourself. But then I remember at that time, like this person that was running the workshop was just basically saying like, you know, it's good to be humble. It's good to, you know, that, your approach is about, is for humility. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like, sometimes you, you kind of like take away the attention that's on you that people want to know about you. People want to, you know, learn about you, but because you play that humble card or your, Mm -hmm. you know, the humility that we're taught, like we lose out on opportunities Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's like, I mean, for me, it's kind of like, it's hard. Right. Because, we want to be confident in who we are. We want to share who we are, but it's like a lot of times that's not comfortable because mm-hmm. the way we we're raised, yeah, you know, our yeah. upbringing, right? I now. was
2: thinking, I was thinking about this, um, like a uh, maybe like last month, but there's a there's a scripture in First Corinthians and it talks about um, Paul telling the church because they, they they weren't very impressed with him, and he's telling the church like, yeah, I got um, I don't care what you think about me, and. Like that's our culture's response to people, right? I don't care what you think about me. Um, I don't care if you think highly of me or lowly of me. I don't care what you think about me, right? And people say that, like, yeah, you shouldn't care. What it doesn't matter what other people think about you. And the answer that the culture gives you is, it only matters what you think about you. But what's crazy is, right after Paul says that, he says, I don't care what you think about me, and then he says, and I don't even care what I think about me, right? The like meaning, the only thing that matters to me is isn't I don't care what the culture, what the people think about me. And I don't even, I'm not even so concerned with how I think about myself. I'm more concerned with how God thinks about me. Mm. And in um, there's this guy, Tim Keller, wrote a book about it. But he says, true humility, a lot of times we think that true humility is thinking less of yourself, meaning putting yourself down. Mm. That's true humility. But uh, C.S. Lewis says that true humility isn't putting yourself down. It isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Mm. Because the person who is always lifting themselves up... Their ego is flying off the wall. Like they, they have to talk about themselves because their ego is out of control. But it's the same thing with the person who has to put themselves down and always say, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just terrible. I'm not good. Yeah. They're still thinking about themselves. But a truly humble person is the kind of person who just doesn't even think about themselves. Mm-hmm. That in their story and in their interaction with you, they're thinking about you. They're mm-hmm. thinking about other people, right? They're, they're, That's they're, good, they're looking around. And so they're not putting themselves down, they're not elevating themselves. They're they're just thinking about other people all the time and how they can help and how they can be present and how they can give, and that's true humility, you know. And like that, um, I think that that's the humility that we need to instill. Not this like put ourselves down, yeah. But no, just just think of yourself less, and like that. That is it. Not, don't think too highly, but don't think less of yourself because you're not less than other mm. people. You can stand in these rooms with other successful people. You can make a difference. You can speak your voice. Your opinion does matter, Yeah, you know, like you, you do offer something to this conversation. You do offer something to this world, you know, and not just through other people, you know, you don't have to put yourself down. And I think about that all the time because in the church too, like just, just like with Polynesians, like so, so interrelated, right? Our faith and our culture. But I think a lot of times we get that part twisted about humility. I
0: I 100% agree. No, I 100% agree. Because, I mean, just you speaking on that right now, like, man, it puts it in a different way that I think that we look at that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That situation of just not even thinking about yourself, but it's not putting ourselves down. Just no. thinking of ourselves, thinking about, you know what I mean?
2: Think of other people, right? But and be active. Lose value. Yeah, you don't leave you your value. Yeah. Because you're not, like, if you're, the the example that I use is, like, say your toe, right? Like, when you walked into his room, like, you weren't thinking about your toes. Mm. Your toes just work. Yeah the only time you think about your toe is if it's something's wrong with it yeah. you stub it you hit it it's broken yeah. then you start thinking about your toe it's the same thing with your ego if you're thinking about your ego and who you are like you who you are or how good you are how not good you are and how terrible you are how great you are then that's just saying hey something's wrong with my ego right now because yeah. i I need to to yeah. like it's, it's just like something would be wrong with my toes if i was thinking about it yeah. right if your ego is working it just
1: does yeah
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, you just yeah. live your life, and I'm hoping that more people can get that freedom of being like, um, that freedom of just not thinking about yourself. Yeah. Like that's freedom, bro. Like where, man, I like like I I look at your life and I see like, man, the only way that you can do the things you're doing, giving as much as you're giving, doing as much as you're div- your are um you're giving, spending as much time with not only your kids but everybody else's kids, and and being there for being present for your kids and giving them an example, all the stuff you're doing. The only way you can do it without being bitter is to not think of yourself for sure. You know, I never think at it like think that, of yourself.
0: I mean, that it's true mm-hmm. because the driving force is the, the, the people or the things that are I'm surrounded around. You know, yeah. what I mean? that I put my time and my passion into. Yeah,
2: that's what I mean. That's what I see, man. Like I, 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 I coached for you flag football bro i'm done that was my coaching career hey, bro it was two months that's bro that's a little different though bro that so that's that for you flag football bro that four. that ruined my coaching career bro i can't do it
0: oh man you should have started at like 8 you and then work your way down
2: <laughs> <laughs> you but i, I yeah. yeah it was it was rough man for you flag football it did number on me man that
0: attention span at that age bro that's for a bro
2: more more times telling them run the other direction it's all good bro yeah but I, I i do think about that man i like i, I it's amazing all the stuff that you do, bro. I'm like, I, I pray for like just this thing to take off and for people to catch the same vision that you're sharing, you know?
0: I appreciate that, yeah. man. I mean, that that is the goal, man. You know, and that, I think that's the thing that keeps me going is because there's a lot of times that I face, you know, I face that 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 feeling of like, I'm not good enough or this is not good enough. This is not going to, you know, it's not going to pan out the way I want it to pan out. You know, those are real invalid thoughts. You know what I mean? And the feelings that come with it, you know, it sucks at times, but I just keep going back to the thing of like, if people can understand what the message and the purpose behind this is, it's going to support itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I just got to keep reminding myself, man. And like I said, I got to the self-improvement, you know, to be better, yeah. um, you know, so I can operate at a better, you know, better operate better in general. Yeah. But yeah, man, those are the things that keep me going, man.
2: Yeah. The one thing you said uh, the last, uh, the first podcast was, uh, which, which I loved. Um, when you said every uh, every loss for you is a lesson, it's not a it's not a it's loss at man. Yep.
0: You fall, you fall forward, and you know, like I said, man, it's not a true loss if you learn something from it. Yeah, so yep. I, I believe that hundred percent because it doesn't mean that you stop in life. You may do something different, mm-hmm. but you're starting at such a more advanced spot than where did you 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 know because of the things that you learned. Yeah, right. So I, I I believe that man.
2: Yeah, percent, man. That's awesome, bro yeah, I appreciated the conversation, man.
0: bro you know, when we said we were just gonna talk story, man, like this was spirit led, man, because we touched on a lot of different topics, but I felt like the flow was just genuine and it was flowing the way it should be you know yeah, I mean? yeah,
2: but I think I think that's what happens, bro. like i I swear like the the thing I loved the most when we started was our conversations at like our first meeting and then at the park and things like that just. Yeah. Man, just dreaming together. There's not a lot of people you can just dream together with, man. Yeah. And, bro, I love that about our conversations. And it was always like about making an impact. It's always about giving. And yeah, I thought I think that
0: no, because even you, like, I mean, I remember meeting on a park, the park table. You know what I mean? At you guys, I think you lived at another place, right? No, we lived here. Oh, you was here. But it's just right well, over there. Yep. Side. Yeah, yeah, right over there. Yep. But I remember just sitting on that and just like the things that you would speak life into my dreams. You know what I mean? The thing that. The vision wasn't even created. I mean, the village wasn't even created yet, but because you already knew how passionate I was about it, and you were like, "Man, like just speaking, like man, this is what we can do. This is how we can move forward." Like you believed in something, you know, that I had. And- well,
2: because I, I figured, like, <clears throat> you're not just starting a clothing brand. That's why. I, yeah. That's why I asked, yeah. like. There's no way that you would just start a clothing brand. Like, yeah. oh, you're doing so much stuff. Yeah. I, like, I was like, man, there has to be something behind it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, and then when I got with you, is like, I wanted, to, I wanted to see you succeed too, you know what yeah. I mean? And like And I think that's the good thing is, like, I really do want to see the people that I know or the people that I'm around, like, succeed, you know, just as much as me or even more. Because the thing is, like, I got to see the growth. I got to see yeah. the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to see that it wasn't easy. It's, there's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, just... Before we even jumped on this pilot, all the setup that you had to do, all the different cameras, yeah, that, yeah. I, like just watching that, it was like pretty impressive because I'm like, man, that's a lot of things to just go through and set up and prep before yeah. we can just jump on this mic and just start talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Hopefully we keep it set up more, more <laughs> frequently, but man, like, and, and, and can do more. But that's why like I, I really like enjoy working with, like working with you and man, because I, I do feel like an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, you understand this. If you ever started a business, you understand this. But bro, having a friend, having a friend that's like, bro, I'll use you. Yeah, like you yeah. could you could go so many other people. You could give so many other people a job or opportunity. And I appreciate that you asked me. I appreciate and 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 this is just an encouragement to everybody else. Like, man, if you got a friend that's doing something, making a cake, making a cupcake, doing party favors. Like one of the solidest things you can do is like ask them and like allow them to learn like learn and, and go through bumps with you yeah. so they can be better for other customers or other things like man I you were I was so thankful man when you when you reached out to me the first time yeah I was like man I'm just I'm just so thankful like I, I got a lot of friends yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and you you were already successful you already had a lot of connect you have more connection on this island than anybody I know <laughs> Like like everybody knows Rocky But You asked me man That meant so much to me man
0: No you know One thing that You know There's a lot of people There's a lot of other people I know that You know Doing film or media yeah. or Whatever it, it, I don't really know The correct term right uh,
2: Me neither bro I yeah. think we just make it up Yeah bro. just it like, you know, I'm a cinematographer and, uh,
0: But the thing that I noticed About you was um, The quality of work The pride that you take In your work So of course You maybe you know, At that time When we first started talking You wasn't You know Fully established Where you know but just watching how much care or how much, you know, attention to detail you put into just the things that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I don't know any of this stuff, but I can tell when somebody cares about something, I can care. I can tell that somebody cares enough that whatever they're doing, they're doing it, you know, you know, with quality in mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're putting the best that they they know how or that they're doing into it. And I noticed that about you. And of course, so for me, it's like, there was only room for you to grow, to be better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, like just the attention to details, like, of course, I want to see you succeed. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. it, it makes it more because I can't, I don't know where we'll be at in five, 10, 15 yeah. years from now, but I hope that, you know, we're killing the game. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we can jump back on here other times and just talk about where we started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the come up, you know, the progress, the times that we failed, but the lessons we learned yeah, and, the lessons, yeah. and we, how we just didn't stop. Yeah. I think And that's why I say, I think there's a confidence knowing that as long as we don't give up, we continue to just go after this and continue to just better ourselves along the way. Sky's the limit,
2: man. Yeah, man. Like, I want to see what God does, you know, and I'm I'm so amazed at, like, how he took care of you. And I wonder what impact that's going to have on, like, I I would love to see the impact of you personally, because that's another thing that. That people don't know, like, you're, you're not, it's not just the village. Everything that you're doing is actually flowing out of who you are. Yeah. And who God made you. And it seems like, I could be wrong, but it seems like God's got something so much bigger than than just the village. Like speaking to kids, like you probably impacted, you probably have just such a big impact that you're going to have on people in Hawaii spiritually. Yeah. and emotionally, and I'm sure um, relationally, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm i amazed to see that continue as you start speaking to the world. No, I,
0: I think I agree with that in a sense where, like, I've always felt like God's given me the ability to, to communicate with just different people. Mm-hmm. When I get behind a mic or when I get in front of people, it feels normal I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I don't get nervous but what I'm saying is I feel like that's a gift that he's given me you know what I mean and yeah. people might hear this and be like this guy's fooling himself but what I'm saying is that I also feel like he's giving me things to experience on my own journey in life mm-hmm. and the reason why he's giving me the ability to speak is because I've went through things that I think he wants me to share mm-hmm. you know what I mean yep. share not because like hey look at me this is what I went through but no I went through these things. I made it through. And if you're going through that, you can make it through too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
2: You ever hear, oh, sorry, I, I keep bringing up 1 Corinthians, but that's because I've been studying that book for like the last six months. Yeah. But they talk about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the amazing parts about the spiritual gifts is a lot of times we think about the gifts and we think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what Paul says about it, and what scripture says about it, and Paul says about it, is that yours, whatever your gift is, is meant for the common good, for the building up of others. And so the the purpose and the reason that God wants to give you the gifts that he gives you is actually not for yourself. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people out here with very gifted. There's a lot of people out here doing the same things you're doing and look successful, but they're doing it for themselves. And you're not doing that, you know?
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day for me, like I I do believe, man, like seeing other people seeing other people grow and succeed like, man, like it really truly is like, that's gratifying, man. Like I can't, I can't express that enough, man. Like, but like when I coach these kids and it's not even me, there's other coaches on the field. Like we, I, I'm so blessed to have been a part of so many good coaching staffs, whether it's in the high school level, where there is whatever, you know what I mean? Like coaching at 12U, even younger, my daughter's, I believe it was like 10, 10U 10 volleyball, whatever it was. But to see these kids like perform, get better from like their first game to the end of the season or from one game one to game two, like, man, like it's such a gratifying thing, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, even like watching like people just like become confident, right? Like in just like being able to talk with somebody, they grow grow their confidence and you can just see just this different light upon them. Mm -hmm. They just like this different aura, like, right. Yeah. Like those are the things that for me, I'm like, man, like feels good, man. It's not because it's like, Oh, because of me, it's just like, it just feels good. You know yeah. what I mean, like, wouldn't you want to just see people be better? Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. and I think that's the driving force that, I like, just not that I look for that. I just I just get gratified off of those yeah. things. You know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, no, that is like, like we, and this is why this is why the 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 things that we're doing is always going to be uh, like we're always looking to be more of a blessing to other people than they are to us. And you're doing that with the kids, and it's gratifying to see other people win. I think people see life as a zero sum game. Like like either I win or or somebody else wins, but we can't both win. And what you're saying is like, man, I'm gonna give my time, my energy, everything I got for these kids so that they can win, so that their families can win, so that they can impact other people and other people can win. And so it's, it's always like, I think our heart is that we want to make sure that everybody eats, everybody wins, you know?
0: And that's the thing, I've heard this before, right? Like, like you said, it's either all or nothing. I believe that we all can eat. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a piece of pie for everybody. Yeah. The thing that differentiates other people is the work that they put in, the time that they sacrifice. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what
2: mm-hmm. I mean? Like,
0: yeah. everybody their Everybody's definition of sacrifice is different. Yeah. How much they're willing to sacrifice is different as yeah. well. Hundred percent. So I think like in those things, got they It's taken into consideration. But at the end of the day, there's room for all of us, and that's why I don't believe like I don't believe when people. You know, like I do understand that people make people, you know, go through certain things so that they can learn for themselves. I understand that. But for me, even when I started driving crane, there was guys that like old timers that taught me so much, Mm -hmm. like from like the littlest things of like, we call it catching a swing or how to go, you know, like things to look for all these little target marks when you're driving a crane or the feel of certain things, like They taught, they, people passed that to them or they learned it along the way, but they're passing it to me so that I could get caught up Mm -hmm. so that I could operate, you know, at a high level or I could drive the crane well, you know what I'm saying? And there's other people and it's not their fault. It's just that they, I don't know, you know, what their path, their past was, but, you know, I know that they wanted me to learn certain things maybe because that's just the way they were taught, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, you know, I feel like there's people out there that will you know they understand that A, hey, if i can pour into you like we talked about earlier you're gonna you're gonna get something and that you're gonna pour into somebody else mm-hmm. you're gonna be successful and it's just it's an attribute to them because of what they gave to you
2: you yep. know what i mean yeah yeah so i love it man yeah man. i love it i can't wait to mm-hmm. see um what's ahead bro it's gonna be good
0: no definitely i think this is the first of many man like it's good to just talk story like i think there's there's topics that we can just discuss, especially as men, right? Yeah. You know, um, there's things that I think we can talk about, we can share, being vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, because I think there's a confidence too that we're older. I, yeah. I think like if you took us back 15 years, I don't think we would be as, you know, comfortable talking oh, yeah. about or like openly sharing about a lot of things. But, yeah. you know, I think that's that it's a good opportunity for us to put ourselves out there to share yeah, no, so sure. Comfortable too, bro. Though. Putting
2: ourselves out there. I don't know why I thought about this story, but bro, this story. You remember? You remember? You remember Steve? Steve, the trainer. The trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's band. doing
0: big time. He's like in the NFL now. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So Steve was. Uh, I was working out one time, and I don't know if I forget how old I was, but I was working out, and uh, I ended up we doing the tire flips in the weight room.
0: Oh yeah, yeah the big tire. The yeah, big I tire. Know,
2: yeah. So. I go, and I couldn't flip it, and then, bro, I just got, I was like, man, I can't not flip this tire, bro. And I just chalked my hands up, bro, and I, was, I couldn't do it, and couldn't do it, and couldn't do it. Chalked my hands up, and I just kept flipping that sucker. And, bro, Steve, trying to pump me up, goes, that's what I'm talking about. And he looks, he grabs me, and he's like, this guy right here, I know if they put him on scout team kickoff, he's going to run down and hit something. And I was like, I was I was still, I was like, Scout team kickoff? Like, I really? was <laughs> like, I was like, bro, everybody started cracking up, bro, at me. I was like, can you why regular did he kickoff? Off? Yeah, why he yeah, yeah. regular kickoff is come small on, enough, bro. man. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, I, 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 you know, he was like, yeah, if, yeah, I, if I put him on there? scout team kickoff, uh, I know he's gonna run down and hit something. He to him like, damn, for real, homie. No, that so <laughs> that day, we go out, this one K uh, Daniel Libre them are on the team. Yeah. And so we go out to condition in the summer. And Steve goes, You've earned the right to run with the with 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 the skills today. <laughs> Bro, as if it was some sort of pride. Bro, I was getting lapped, bro. It was crazy, dude. I was like, yeah. I was just dying, bro.
0: Those dudes Bro,
2: I was like, bro, I was just dying, dude. Those dudes those Oh, dudes bro. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if Steve is like really like, I, I felt like he was genuinely for me, but but I also feel like he's genuinely making fun of me <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> Let me question your motive, Bro,
2: yeah, I was like, Steve, I don't know, man. Like, I was like.
0: I thought you was for me, bro, man. I saw I him the know. next
2: day, like, bro, I don't know if that was the <laughs> right, <laughs> right idea, bro. Wow, that's
0: hilarious,
2: Bro. bro. Yeah, I remember that guy. That's hilarious. We gotta hear I wanna hear you get some uh, uh get some other football players out here and talk about it. I feel like people would love to hear that.
0: You know what? what yeah what was that like, bro? <laughs> I think that would be a goal, man, to get some some past some past players, teammates. Bro, because that would have
2: been it would have been interesting to hear. I think everybody remembers that time fondly in Hawaii. Oh man. They remember you guys your guys' um years like fondly. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that's doing well, man. Like, I mean, Kurt Milne.
0: Kaika Lama Francis, I just you saw know, him, bro.
2: The, owning you yeah, Chick Fil A. I,
0: I think they're opening up their second Chick Fil A yeah, location. bro. I mean, there's a lot of you know, like guys that you I thought know. that
2: guy's unreal, bro. The hospitality though at Chick Fil A. you, ever, oh, you yeah. ever you ever been there, bro? He Francis saw. I saw him make a little girl a little a little. They there her order was got wrong, her mom's order, and he Kaika went and made a a, a cone for her. Bro. She passed out, made her day, bro.
0: That's like the man. That right there. It goes back to like when you're a star player, yeah. signing that one autograph. Yeah, even though that's the hundreds autograph you price, but you took the time to sign that autograph. That, those are like the moments. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. you impact. He giving a cone to a girl made her day.
2: Made her day. She'll bro. always remember. I saw how happy she was. Exactly. Bro.
0: She's always gonna remember. Like I guarantee, she always will pass by or think of Chick Fil A and be like, "Oh, I remember when that." Uncle or that guy made me, you know, not thinking because they messed up my mom's order. Like, oh, he gave me a free ice cream cone. Yeah. Like some those are the little things in life that make that imprint on someone's heart. Yeah. And their memory bank. And they will always be with them.
2: Bro, I saw that and went, bro, I gotta make the drive out to Chick-fil-A more to support, bro.
0: Yeah, you wanna support because if those guys are doing things like that, like I wanna support them.
2: Yep. I want to support that guy. Yeah, Yeah. So
0: Supporting people that stand for something good, yeah. You know what I mean. That's, I mean, that should be all of our goals in just life in general. Yeah, like you're doing something well, if you're doing something good. You have, you know, you're standing on good character yeah. principles of your business. Those are the things and the people that we want to support. You yeah. know. and that's but, the people I support. You know, I,
2: I got a question though. Sorry, I know we was about to wrap up, but like, you ever been burned in business? Oh yeah, for sure. What is that like?
0: I think. You have to just learn. I've been burned a lot in business. I think a lot of times my generosity or my easygoing, like, because I'm not a confrontational per- person. Person, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't like confrontation. Like, that's just never been my style. So I think you know, there's been times in the past where you know people take advantage of that. You know, because knowing that, no, nah, I'm not. I'm like, because of I avoid confrontation, right? I just, mm. for me, I feel like. There's, I don't know. I just rather just wash my hands clean with something and just move on. You know, if somebody shows their true character or they show their true colors to me. For me, it's like, oh, they did me the favor, you know? Mm. Um, you know? So I've been burned in business before. And like I said, I just, I just rather just carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different. Being burned in business is different from things just not working out, you know? Maybe between business partners There's a difference You know what I mean Cause I feel like There's Times when people They set things up You know For their greater gain Or they do things So that They you know It Is better for them Compared to just meaning like maybe the relationship Or the work style Is not You know Doesn't work between you And a partner Or Mm -hmm. you know like You know what I mean Yeah, There's a difference I think that people Get that mixed up Where where
2: where another person Trying to take advantage of you Yeah Not necessarily that But Sometimes there are seasons and hey this this just not gonna work out for both of us. Yeah. That's very different yeah. than that's a very different thing to deal with than like actually getting burned, actually getting like somebody trying to take advantage of you. Yep. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. So I, I mean, and, and
2: you're not jaded at all.
0: No, I, I just I, I feel like because then you you're you're harboring you're harboring because I, I believe in energy, right? So I feel like when you harbor negative energy, like when you're upset with somebody or you're upset at a situation, the longer you stay upset or you're going to stay in that frame of mind Mm -hmm. or you're going to stay in that frame of energy, right? So for me, it's like the faster, like, I don't know, maybe people may say that it's an avoidance thing or whatever, but for me, it's just like, nah, like, hey, just pick up and move on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was, you know, that's something I think uh, a good lesson that taught me that was my divorce because... Um, I mean, this is a whole nother story that, I mean, this maybe we'll talk about this another time, but like, even like the fact of like, as men, we operate as alpha males. So like when the picture of, you know, my ex-wife's boyfriend came into the picture for me, it's like, I just had such negative energy for him, but I shared this yesterday
2: and this, this was a mature... Like energy, part. you're talking about like attitude and... My attitude. Yeah, Like as
0: soon as I hear his name or I just see him, yep. like, man, I'm just upset. I'm like, F this guy. You know what I mean? Yep, Fuck yep. this guy. Like it just... I'm just negative, right? Yeah. And um, what made me grow up was so... Um, I, I would guess he's a person that I do business with now. Uh, when I... we I guess I, my print shop, uh, I share a space with my print shop, right? yeah So this person one day was just talking story with me and um, he wanted to get to know me. And basically he's asking me questions. And I felt at the time, like I was going to tell him, like, I, you know, I think, I think the questions that you are asking a little bit personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to give him the respect, of the fact that like, if we're sharing a space, he needs to be comfortable with who's utilizing the space too. Right? Mm-hmm. So I gave him a little bit of benefit. But basically he was just asking me, like, he just asking me like, you know, what happened, you know, that caused my divorce and whatnot. But then it's crazy because a lot of good things were already coming in, like were already playing out in my life already. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So this conversation didn't happen too long ago.
2: Yep.
0: But be, but um, at this time, there was an incident that happened between my ex-wife's boyfriend and I. And it was just, from that point, it just had me in this bad space. So mm-hmm. every time I thought about it, I was like, man, I have this guy, whatever. Um, but I had a dream one night and the dream was just like, we were just good. Like I, I can't remember the specifics of the dream, but I did have a dream that we were just kind of good. So basically, I'm in the shop with this guy, and then he just like one of the, all of a sudden he's just like, like, like rock. Like he just stops everything. He's just like, hey, rock. What about if you're just good with him? Like, what about if you guys were just friends? I mean, maybe you guys don't have to be best friends, but what if you guys are just good? And I felt like that was kind of like a god moment too, because I was like, man, you know what? I um, kind of had a dream about this like a couple weeks ago. But you touching upon it, um, you know, I, I know there's a reason for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next day, my son had a game, a football game. My, my oldest one had a football game and we're in the same space. And I basically, I basically, he passed me and I just told him, hey, you know, bro, like, let me talk to you on the side. And I just, I, just, I, I told him my, my feelings about certain things. And I just told him, I said, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I do want to let you know that I appreciate you. Um, because at the end of the day, he doesn't hurt my kids. He doesn't, he feeds them. He picks them up when I can't pick them up. He takes care of them. So at the end of the day, what am I complaining about? You know what I mean? My kids are well taken care of. But because we get so, and like I said, people will probably hear me saying this and be like, my Rocky soft. Like that's, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. whatever. But for me, like I'm openly saying that, what am I complaining about? My kids are well taken care of. In reality, my kids have an extra person loving upon them, taking care of them. Should I not be grateful for that? So, those, that was a situation where it made me grow up. It made me mature. It made me, you know, like, cause a lot of other people would be like, no, like, F that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's just that guy. No, life mm-hmm. goes on. So, I think the reason why I got on this subject is because you talked about like the, you know, harboring feelings. Mm-hmm that lesson or those lessons in life of my divorce or the you know lessons that I've gone through because of my divorce mm-hmm. has taught me about picking up and just moving on with other things in life yeah. because I was able to move on. Like, you know, like I said, my ex-wife and I, we have a great relationship. You know, her boyfriend and I, you know, we're not best friends, but yeah. we have a, you know, very respectful. And I, and I do, you know, I do admire him in a different light. I, I can't even believe I'm saying like stuff like no. that, but that's the truth. Like no. I admire him. In a sense where There's a respect of My kids have never said Anything bad about him mm-hmm. Of course You know what I mean Like You know like Being young kids You know Mom and dad is mom and dad But like At the end of the day Like I have to look at At it from a standpoint I think this is where I really looked at myself Like understanding Like man I really grew Cause I, I don't think I could ever Acknowledge That before
2: Well I think it's Forgiveness yeah Yeah It's um, What is it the like when you talk about the only way to forgive somebody that's done that done wrong to you in any way, no matter what, the only way to forgive them is to recognize first that how much you've been forgiven. Oh, yeah, right? like you were we've been forgiven so much for the wrong things that we've done, and we sin against God every single day. And it's like that that story that Jesus tells, and he says, like, you know, like he had this uh, guy owed the master like 10 million dollars. And, oh, I remember. and yeah. right, he owes, owes him all this money, and the master goes, Hey man, you're forgiven. And then he goes to the guy that owes him ten dollars and he tells yeah, him, like, yeah. give me that now, you know, I'm gonna yeah, throw you yeah. in jail. And the master finds him, like, Man, you ungrateful servant, right? I spared you, man. And, yeah, I spared you. And, and the way that we show our gratefulness to God is by forgiving. Like you think about the Lord's Prayer, right? And it says, uh, um, forgive us, um, um, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, meaning to, to the extent, to the extent that we forgive those who trespass against us, forgive us. And it's like, man, if you've been forgive, he who, Jesus says, he who forgives much, who has been, he who has been forgiven much, forgives much.
0: Well, even like First Corinthians thirteen, right? I believe it talks about the definition of love. I mean, yep, I, I it does. yeah
2: First Corinthians. We preach it on that on Sunday. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it talks about no record of wrongdoing. No, yeah, no record. Everybody of wrong. thinks that. So I didn't know this until later on until I started. Like I said. Digging into my Bible yeah. You know what I mean Like you know Really understanding Or learning about the word Was That doesn't talk about Romantic love That's just love in general
2: Love like, in general What yeah. real love is Yeah because yeah. everybody
0: Thinks that like Oh this is Because it's it's recited At weddings Or you know All these things mm-hmm. But no It like It keeps no record Of wrongdoing yeah. yeah So like I think like When you go through A divorce process Right or you go through Like this heartbreak You're literally Like writing everything That you did good mm-hmm. But everything that They didn't appreciate Or they did wrong Towards mm-hmm. you You know what I mean Yeah and those are and it just teaches you, like, man, like, there's no record of wrongdoing. And I think, yeah. like, you know, those are the things that in time it heals, time helps heal things, yeah. but also to like to open up your heart and give it to God, like, man, like, you know, like, there's so many times, like, God, I don't even know how, yeah, I'm gonna deal with this, I don't even know how to get over it, yeah, I'm gonna just give it to you, yeah, you know, like, because it's true, like. We grow up, like, no, like, the alpha male is like, no, I'm the only, like, for me, my mindset was like, I'm the only dad. And this guy is telling me, like, no, you, you're you the only dad. Like, but I just wanted, like, to be the only guy in the picture. Yeah. But that's that's not life.
2: That's not how it's going. That's not yeah. how it's not
0: that's That's not how it's going to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, like, like I said, man, like, the divorce process for me changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Even, like, my ex-wife tells me all the time, like, man, like, I can't even believe the person you've become Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of immature. I'm not going to sit up here and tell like, and speak that I was the perfect guy. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean a lot of people may think that I'm a perfect person and I'm far from that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to sit up here and just talk um, and be, and just, and and pump myself up. No, I was, I was flawed in a lot of ways. I've had, I had a lot of downfalls or I came up short in a lot of things, but you know, like what was meant to harm us. God can turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's meant for good. The good that I look at is that I matured as an individual. Oh, yeah. I look at the littlest things that have the most grateful heart for it. You know what I mean? And the things that I thought that could never happen or like could, you know, relationships, you know, the way we interact. Sometimes I sit with my ex-wife, you know, at things for our kids stuff. Like we're sitting there, we do, people would never know. There's no awkwardness. There's no stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like for me. It's just like there's just a different. There, I'm at such a good place in life. There's such a peace that goes beyond understanding. Really, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. can't explain it. Like there's yeah. just a peace that I have that I'm just good, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I even feel more of this calling that I need to share it because the mm-hmm. people that are probably going through a divorce or went through a divorce yeah. that are in bad or or
2: not know? even, bro. Like there's people right now very likely just struggling through a bad marriage.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and one thing I want to share this, well, this too Like you said People are struggling Through a marriage Just because I went through a divorce I tell this to a lot of people It doesn't mean that I'm going to counsel you And tell or guide you To get a divorce yourself Yeah I still to this day Tell people If you can work it out
2: For your own reasons mm-hmm.
0: Work it out mm-hmm. I'm not going to be one of the guys Oh because I went through a divorce You guys are getting divorced No no, no. That's, that's just not me However yeah. it pans out
2: Yeah but the story That God wrote for you Yes that Included that and, and it And it And it And what the enemy meant for evil can work out for good. Right. Yeah. And um, even in that it's about other people. Right. Cause the whole, the whole quote is from Genesis. What, what God, what, what the enemy meant for evil, what you meant for evil, God meant for good to save the lives of many. So going off, <laughs> like what you that's, just that's recited, literally the quote.
0: That's yeah. why, like, I don't want, like I said, Anything on social media can get taken the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sit up, up, up here when this thing gets posted and we cut this thing up and then be like, I'm saying or sharing all this because I want, hey, look at me. Yeah. It's not even about me. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that I grew up and I matured in a lot of different ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I and because I was able to mature, I received this peace now in life. Mm-hmm. Because if not, I would continue, you know, just, just thinking of a person's name and just gets you upset or yeah, bring you yeah. to a bad place. Yeah, for sure. That's the energy that you hold. And I had to learn how to let things go. Mm-hmm. I had to just learn to let bygones be bygones. I had to learn to accept, like, the cards that are dealt is the cards that are dealt. Mm-hmm. You know, how you play the hand is different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, that, and that's why I feel so strongly like, man, like I went through... For a reason I don't believe God Like Was like no, I'm gonna put you Through a divorce But I'm gonna allow Things to happen Yeah But I also know That you're going to Utilize what you went through For good Mm -hmm. And that's why I have this strong passion Man to To share it Yeah You know what I mean Because like I said Nobody's gonna go out there And be like Oh I'm team divorce Like Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not That's not the thing But I am super But But
2: you are team those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of son right that that he he calls people and he he eventually like those whom he called he predestined right and and like he 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 does all these things so that they could be glorified yeah like he like meaning like every part of your story is meant for your good and for god's glory Mm. and so there is nothing that happens like if you believe that nothing in your life happens that 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 doesn't have a purpose behind it. If you believe in a if you don't believe in God then I'm sure hey whatever ha- the universe does the universe does. Yeah. But if you do believe in God and you do believe that he's good and you do believe that he created everything, you do believe that he's in control, then that means that whatever happens to you is going to work out for your good. Yeah. And it's going to work out for his glory and that frees you. Yeah. Like you said, like you're talking about like right, you're free from the burden of the what ifs. You're free yeah. from the burden of the shoulda did this, I shoulda did that. There's a lot of things you could have done. Yeah. But you're here now. Yep. Right? You got to stand 10 toes down where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And and trust that God's going to be good now and that God's been good to you and is good to you and whatever mistakes you you made or whatever things led to that difficulty in your life. Like bro, you can sh- you can you can look at those, learn from them, move on and make a bigger impact later. Yeah. Like or make a bigger impact now. Or I mean you know?
0: even looking at it from this standpoint too like, you know, when it's my time to get into the next relationship, right? Yeah. I definitely know that I want to be the, in the areas that I struggled with before or, you know, where I didn't really, where I wasn't where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, trust me, I know the things that I can be better at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or, you know, I can be better at leading in certain things. But that's why I say, man, like when it's, it's, not, it's not a loss if you learn from it, man. Yeah, I, I continue to say that all the time. Like if you really learn from it, you know what I mean? It's it's not a loss, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a learning experience,
2: yeah. man. And that's good too, because I think I think that, like even, like just in, in marriages in general, relationships in general. Like I think like the, the all the things that we've been talking about is a lot of the issues would be solved. I'm talking I'm talking to myself even. Like a lot of the issues, like you're always gonna have issues. You're always gonna have things you got to deal with because two sinners getting together. But a lot of the issues would be solved. Like, it's the opposite of the the self self love kind of advice that sometimes we get from the world. But a lot of the issues would be solved if you um, looked out for the other person and saw yourself like committed to fulfilling my role, my responsibility, who I am. Like I am called as a husband to love my wife as Christ of the church and laid himself down for her, whether she's whether she holds up her end of the deal or not, you know. And the same way for her, she's called to, to fulfill her her duties, no matter if I handle my. Mind of the deal or not And the only way you get there To be looking outside yourself I think about in Philippians Jesus says uh, Sorry I'm just a pastor So I'm, no, I'm always thinking about this In Philippians Like Paul says to the church Right Have this mind among yourselves Which is already yours In Christ Jesus Who being in the form of God Didn't count equality with God A thing to be grasped A thing to be held onto But he empties himself By taking the form of a servant Right he Takes out the form of a servant In likeness of flesh Um is obedient even to the point of death, right? Death on the cross. And so you look at that and you go like, "Okay, Jesus was in the form of God. That means that if anybody had a right to be served, it was him. If anybody had a right to look after himself, it was him. If anybody had the right to say, "You shouldn't talk to me like this, or you shouldn't act, you shouldn't treat me any type of way," it was Jesus. And though he was there at that level, he didn't hold on to that. And instead, he he empties himself, right? He gives himself over to his people who don't even like him who don't even give him the respect he deserves who don't even treat him right and he's so obedient to god that he loves the church and the people even to the point of dying for these bunch of people that don't like him and when he died for people when he gave himself for people he didn't give himself to people that loved him he gave himself to people that hated him right like that like that's the whole like we We think, okay, love difficult people, yeah, but Jesus loved His enemies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if He can love His enemies, then who are we to say, like, hey, man, we're Jesus people, man, but we just don't love our enemies. Mm. Like uh, Jesus says, like, what benefit is to you when you love people that love you back? Don't unbelievers do the same thing? Yeah. But if you really want to be like your father, then love those who hate you. Man. I feel like that's what you're doing, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like that's what I'm hearing from you, man, which is like that means the spirit's living in you, man. That's what that's the crazy part.
0: Yeah, man. I I don't want to be like others that I've seen go 10, 15, 20 years after a divorce mm. I'm still miserable. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm 5 years removed, um, you know, and life is good, man. Yeah. And I and and that's why like I really I got complacent in a sense where when you're when your back is against the wall, when everything's just lining up, you know, and just and just weighing upon you, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 pray all the time. You don't miss church, you don't stuff. I can admit that, you know, when things got easier and I wasn't hard pressed, did I pray as much? No. Mm-hmm. You know, did I did I, you know, go to church as often as I should have? No, I didn't. But you know what I'm saying is that I will forever be grateful for the things God's done in my life, and yeah. I'll never—I will say that I'll never be quiet about that. Yeah. You know, because when you're a broken person, you can't even explain like how bad that is. Mm-hmm. When you're depressed and suicidal, you can't explain. You can't explain that. Yeah. You know, like it's a feeling that it's such a heavy feeling. You're literally like just breaking down, crying at the most awkward times. Mm-hmm. It just hits you and you just stuff. Like when people say you can't move, you physically can't move, Yeah, you know, because you're just, you're just so out of it, you know, like people can tell something's wrong with you, Mm. you know, you just look different. And, um, and that's why I say, man, like for me, it's like this peace that I have over life now, you know, like I said, I admit, do I pray as much as I should? No. Do I go to church as much as, does it sound hypocritical? Yeah, it probably does. But I'll never not give God the thanks because it, it truly was Him, and did it go my way? No, there there was times that I would go through court proceedings or court you know you know hearings, and get the answer that was totally opposite of what we were praying for. Mm-hmm. You know, I shared this yesterday at the at, you know that I was sharing with the young man was that there was times that I sit in the middle of a circle and and the the whole prayer team is praying for me. They're 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 speaking in tongues and their stuff. They're speaking against, you know, all these things that could possibly happen. And then I go to court the next day and the worst thing that could happen, happen. Mm happened. How do you explain that? But then later on, like everything works out yeah, and it's just good. Like,
2: you you know, you know what it is, man? It's the, 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 the thing about prayer that sometimes we don't talk about is that God is actually a good father. Right. And like any good dad. He's not going to give you anything that would be bad for you in the long run. Yeah. And so uh and sometimes God, he's not going
0: to give it to you right away either.
2: God gives you the God answers your prayer. He answers the prayers you pray he answers the prayers that you would have prayed had you known what was best for you. Mm. You know like it's not it, like and, and I think like like Jesus says about he's like what 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 father if a son asks him for a rock is going to give him a snake. Mm. Or if someone asks him for a toy is going to give him a, a rock or is going to give him, ask his dad for bread is going to give him a snake. Like, no. And he, and he says, if you who are evil know how to give good, good, give good gifts to your children, then, then what about your father in heaven? Like, yeah. Isn't he going to give you better gifts? And I think that that, that's what's going on is sometimes we pray for things and God in, in his sovereignty and in who he is, because he's so much wiser and so much smarter and so much more in control knows the right things to give us at the right time.
0: No, for sure. And like I said, in the moment, yep. I never understood. Right. I used to go home and be like, man, like why? Yep. How? Yeah. Right? Got yep. all these people backing me up in prayer. I got mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I like I said, I get a I get a you know a verdict or I get in this answer that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm able to look back at things now in this vantage point where I'm at right now in yeah, life.
2: Yeah. That's unreal. And it just
0: all worked out. Yeah. You know, like it worked out Way better than I possibly could ever, you know. It doesn't mean that me and my my ex wife are back together. It just means that like we're we're both in good places. Yeah. And at the end of the day, our kids are in the best position that they possibly can be at for their circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all that I can ask for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Where it worked
2: out. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm praying that people people understand that and they 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 see that that there's a there's so much hope like your story is just living out the hope.
0: Bro, honestly, I could I could spend like there's there's so many different topics, you know, that I'll never I I, I told myself I would never open up and see the exact details of yeah. the divorce. I would share the learning moments. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um but man, I'm telling you, bro, I could speak for hours. Yeah. Um just on like just so many instances where, you know, like you're just learning things from me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think like I said I looked at it as if I was going to learn something, or if I was going to go through the biggest thing in my life, I was going to learn from something yeah. from it. And that's exactly yeah. what happened, man.
2: Yeah. And if, and all of this stuff that you just talked about flowed from that. Flowed from that. Man. Yeah, that's crazy, mean, man.
0: We wasn't even going to touch the subject.
2: No, we wasn't. No, no. That was, like, that was supposed to be uh, something else like next month or something. No, but that's what i My I'm bad. Saying. No, no.
0: <laughs> but I felt like it was fitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I knew that what we wanted to, you know, we wanted to talk story. Yeah. But I felt like, you know what, like... I think it was, it was the right timing. Yeah. And like, it just really flowed right, yeah.
2: you know? Bro, and you know what? That's another one last like encouragement too, is like, bro, if you're going through stuff, find somebody to talk to, bro. Find I don't care village, if it's man, a counselor. Man. I don't care if it's like a good friend. Hit Rocky up. Hey.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? I've gotten DMs through Instagram or Facebook yeah, on people that I don't even know. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I've heard. I don't know what you went through. Right. But I I see your message because I, I I do try and drop some motivational stuff on top of my you know my social media, no. and they'll tell me what they're going through. I don't know them, but I I also know, I also know the impact that you know it had on me when somebody was there for me. Right. So I, like I'll just tell them straight up like hey you know like or I'll reach out if I there's a couple of times I've seen people just post like just emotionally vomit on social media. I'll write them a little message, man. Like
2: I say yeah. I don't know what you're going through, but. Don't give up, because most people would just mock those guys. Yeah, most people are just making fun of those people. Yeah, and um, and you're there, and you're there, like man, let me encourage them.
0: Yeah, It'd be just just that little stuff. Like, yeah. there's 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 times where I got a response like, man, like I don't even know you like that, but I appreciate that, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's you know, what I mean, I'm not looking for a pat on my back. I'm just saying, like, because I don't know where their mind frame, you know, right. their their frame of mind is. They yeah. they might be at that level where they might do something, you know, that yeah. they might regret. And might not be able to take back. Mm-hmm. So if you can just spawn a little encouragement, like, hey, just, just one more day. Yeah, You know what I mean? And that's good, you know?
2: it's amazing, bro. Love you, my yeah, brother. Love you too, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, more stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Love you, brother. Love you too, man.